Now, there was a problem with pikies or gypsies. What are you doing, Potter? Get out the way back. You can't really understand much of what is being said. You tell me. Come back to Canada. Mr. O'Neill. Fuck, man. Tell me, Mickey. It's not Irish. It's not English. How are you? Fair, well, it's kind of for the horses, you know. It's just, well, it's just pikey. Fuck me. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Phil. What up? You never know when the spirit's just gonna hit you. <laughs> I got demons running all for me, all for me. Plenty snakes and lizards. It's good for the kids to play with, so there's no problem with that. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of like old set photos from uh, Beetlejuice recently. Oh yeah, I'm me not too. Sure why? I'm not. Is the uh, anniversary yeah. coming up? Maybe. Might if be. it's not, maybe they're just testing the. Well, interest. I know they're gonna do the second one, so they keep be. saying that. But every time I look it up, it says gonna like, "Oh, great. it's he's not gonna confirmed. look exactly the same." Yeah, I love it. I love it. He's idea. gonna look exactly the same, <laughs> and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. <laughs> uh, yes, so welcome back. Hope everyone enjoyed our Halloween pod. We're actually uh, that dropped like a little bit before Halloween. We're actually recording this on Halloween. Yeah. Tell us something frightening right now. Something frightening. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. I can't think of anything. You're up, Justin. I hate spiders. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. I have a house guest for eight days. <laughs> oh, Dave went. That's yeah. Right. yeah, no, that's, that's not something <laughs> Even I Even my deal best with. friend, eight days is a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well yeah, so. I'm already on Thanksgiving, and I'm thankful I don't have a house guest. <laughs> <laughs> the week before, our mother's coming, though. Yeah, but. We do our normal week before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. It's cool. You get double turkey, man. Double yeah. turkey. I'm all about. You that. just do like a turkey breast, though, right? No, the I second do the whole time thing. around. You do the whole thing. Yeah, because I'm gonna make soup. Yeah, man. Gotta We're gonna have it at the farm, along. right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. You're now that we got man. that family business yeah. out. Uh, oh, hey. Are <laughs> we rolling? Yeah. Anything uh, interesting been happening? Dave saw a second movie. Uh, I saw for Joker the second again. Time. I know we we almost have to give Dave uh, Joker in the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on his 2019 pod just because oh, yeah. he's the only one who's um, seen both of them twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take him. Joker held up though. Oh, it was we awesome. We couldn't really talk about it much because the the initial time we saw it, uh, it had just come out too. Yeah. So, if there's an interesting scene you want to uh, talk about, the you notice a lot more on your the second physical viewing? stuff that he does yeah, with his character in the second viewing. Yeah, because you're concentrating so much the first time on the plot line and everything, whereas I kind of tuned out, not tuned out, but because there isn't a ton. I mean, it's a slow moving movie. Yeah. Yeah, but it does. Um, it, it is kind of like you're waiting on something to happen a lot, you know. But yeah, like, in the second view, you could probably enjoy it more, knowing that what's the the pace is. Yeah, because you already kind of know what's next, yeah. and that's what you're waiting for in the first viewing, you yeah. know. Yeah. Definitely, everyone should good. see it. Yeah. For oh sure. my god. I, uh, my friend Sarah and Lindsay haven't seen it yet. No, my so wife nephew for loved it. it. Thought it was great. Oh, she oh, went good. too. Oh, that's she awesome. went too. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize she went too. Yeah, she, she loved it. Huh? Covered her face a couple of times. Really? Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, notedly, and this isn't spoiling anything, but when the the big dude gets it in the apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great actor. Anyway. Yeah, he's on Barry. He's the he? main like uh, like uh, mob boss in the because he's massive. Oh. <laughs> One thing I did notice the second time around, Brian Callen, who the comedian? Oh. Brian Callen. I'm not. Don't know him. He's one of the clowns in the room. Oh, he, really? Yeah. Is he the one He's big on it? social media. He's friends with like Theo Zon, Havon and some of the guys that do podcasts. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And uh, 
He was bet in the background. I was huh. like, sweet. How did he get in? <laughs> he happened to be on the day. <laughs> well, I saw an amazing movie last night, uh, an advanced preview of Dr. Sleep. Oh, yeah? Which I cannot... Can't I can't really about talk it about it, really, because it's, it's officially not even out well, yet it, for anybody. The name makes no sense to me. Can you uh, at least tell me why yeah, the name uh, is the name? Well, he is a it's sleep the doctor? Sequ- it, no, it's a sequel to... Uh, <laughs> I know what it's the sequel to. Yeah, well, the, the listener here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not all about you, Dave. <laughs> I keep forgetting there's people on the other end of this sometimes. <laughs> if you don't know, if you haven't heard of Dr. Sleep, it's the sequel to The Shining. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's really good. You follow Danny Torrance, who's obviously the little kid who survived. What I didn't expect with the movie, I can tell you a couple things. Uh, they show a lot from the past, and they have re cast Shelley Duvall, Jack Nicholson, and Danny Lloyd. And wow. we're seeing different actors do stuff that we didn't see before. Huh. And they got actors that really looked like them. Huh. I mean, Shelley Duvall, this woman, not she's prettier than Shelley Duvall. Sorry, Shelley. <laughs> but this girl, this girl looked pretty. You could tell watching that she's definitely a prettier version of her, but she got that. <laughs> they uh, had to dumb her down. Yeah. Little bit, yeah. uglier up well, they got bit. her... Uh, she is, has her mannerisms and her speech down like it was like freaky really? when you were hearing yeah. it. You were like, holy shit. And Shelley Duvall's not a hard person to mimic because she does have distinctive. <laughs> she has very distinctive. Have you ever uh, seen that compilation of Shelley Duvall just saying, hello, I'm Shelley Duvall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, my uh, God. She it. did the from fairy the fairy tale theater. Was probably a lot of them were probably from that. Maybe, yeah. yeah uh, but, because, oh, yeah. So funny. I used to love those. She's such but, a strange looking person. So the doctor sleeps. So that was something that you didn't expect what was going to go on. And basically the movie, I mean, you get this from the trailer, too, that there's a group of, uh, like, cult people that are searching out uh, children, mainly, uh, that have The Shining. And they either, uh, The Shining is shown on screen as, like, steam Huh. So they'll they'll either kill the kid with the shining and they'll sit over him and suck some up oh themselves. My God. <laughs> and they've been doing it for so long that they they're like almost vampire esque, uh, but they also they, they also contain it into these bottles and they'll they don't break out into it much. But when they do, they they need a little bit of like the kid from nineteen eighty. But the, what was so interesting, it gives, so they give them gives their power. Yeah, it gives a, an a, like a boost and then they can live longer and stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, but uh, they come across somebody that's so goddamn damn powerful that it like they do a lot of i was telling dave about it how you know i don't they call it trans something and it's when you leave your transmission body, when you astro, leave your body astro, astro projection after a project yeah. yeah yeah they do a lot of that with the shining which was great because you didn't get to deal with that a lot in the original but going back to your thing the the name uh, danny torrance ends up uh working at this hospice and he's using his uh he's using his shine oh, to help. help these people with Except an easier death. death and everything in there uh, and help them uh, look at it as just going to sleep. And that's why they have called him Dr. Sleep uh, when he goes in there and everything. But it's interesting how and it, and it goes that. places you never expected it to go. And it's creepy. And the, the cult was great. Had the, uh, the Native American guy from Fargo and from Bone Tomahawk. The one Bone Tomahawk says, yeah, I don't yeah, care I'm how not many going, people you yeah. have. I ain't going to do <laughs> yeah. it. You ain't going to survive. That was the best season was, that dude ever he made. He was so yeah. good. But then Rebecca Ferguson was, she played Rose the hat which was the leader of the cult and she was she's the really pretty girl from uh, the mission impossible movies oh um uh, rebecca ferguson is her name the one on the Uh, motorcycle it was only the last two he's fighting against her memory remember shoots oh yeah yeah yeah. i don't know if it's the one that was helping him or the one that was against him because remember there was two (coughs) of them that were in remember the one that came back at the end Mm -hmm. 
uh, of the last one that was working with Paul, uh, the American Beauty guy. I don't Come know. She you. was great in it. <laughs> uh, and just Ewan McGregor was amazing in it. So everyone will fully enjoy it. I highly recommend it, uh, to see it in the theater. I'll go see it again when it's, once it comes out. But I had to go see it Halloween. you got to have two times under your belt if you want to put it on your list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go see that report. That, yeah, the that, report looks awesome. So does Ford I would versus like Ferrari. To talk yeah. about the report. I'd like that to be on my list because that's kind of my type of movie. Yeah. So. so you better hope it it's good. You can tell by watching the it's trailer, gonna it's going to be good. Some, I, some movies you just know. The I was thing telling is, Dave, that guy, that guy, Driver. Oh, Adam Driver's awesome. Oh, He's yeah. fucking yeah. great. And and, he, I almost trust any movie he chooses yeah. to mm-hmm. be good. I, and I saw him early on in Girls, and you could tell in Girls. I remember. I didn't like that show. No, I, I didn't like the show as much, but I liked I can't stand... Uh, Oh, Lena Dunham? As a person. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not her actress, but just the, yeah. the, the I don't have bullshitty stuff she does on uh, social media. Ha- and I don't even follow it, but some of the stuff she gets... That's very minimal now compared to what it was when the show was on. Like I she think. returned a dog that she had adopted back. Because oh my God. She said uh, that it was is one out, of those minor She said it was out of control, and then, and then the people that adopted it came and said, this dog is not what she said oh, it is. Geez. She just didn't want this dog anymore and brought huh. it back. Yeah, so you that's one that, of those things you hear about somebody move. that like, yeah. turns you off. Now I can never not think of the girl that poses or turns their fucking yeah. dog, man. Now everyone on the you pond get re- You rescue a pound yeah. animal, yeah. and it probably is so happy. Uh, <clears throat> all right. I don't know how I get off. <laughs> I'll get us off that rant. Because last week we ended up ranting for like 20 minutes did before we? we got to the first. Nice. <laughs> we really did. It was good, though. I bet there are people turned <laughs> in just to the Halloween for the rant. Pod yet? Um, I'm about like three quarters of the way through it. Put some good I'm not. Good, good comedic uh, quotes in there between the uh, rounds, yeah, too, that nice. were uh, pretty funny, I thought. Uh, did you get to the Jay and Silent Bob one yet? Uh, I don't think yeah, so. You'll know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're doing a very interesting, very special topic. <laughs> I say that about everything, but I think this is special. For sure, me No, fantastic, and, I think, is what you usually say. Is it Fantastic. You use fantastic. Phenomenal. We'll say that. Person that I know, (laughs) which is fantastic. (laughs) So we're going to do some foreign language films, man. And this is something that's always interests me. Fantastic. (laughs) You say in a different language? I can't. Fantastique. Oh, fantastique. See, I could have made that one up. (laughs) It's not made up. It's a French word. I I just know fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I'll give you the Florida version. (laughs) That's cool. Now, see, we've always watched foreign language films, and I have a problem where I cannot watch it dubbed, unless it's a cheesy, like, uh, kung fu movie that I can watch dubbed. Otherwise, I I want to... Listen to it in their own native but tongue. But you have to, you have to have the the ability to focus. Oh yeah, no, it's not one of those movies you, don't you just put, put in the put background it on and be like, I'm no. gonna watch this. Movie. That's why I. No, usually... I noticed that yesterday. I was oh, yeah. watching one on my list, and like, you know, I got a text or something like that, and I was paying attention to the text, and like, then I looked up, and I'm like, shit, now I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So I had, I had to rewind it. At least you could listen in. Yeah, yeah, take, but take when it's not in your native tongue or a language that you speak, no. you can't like look away. Now, do you speak any uh, foreign languages? Um, I speak Southern and English. Yeah, yeah. Southern and English. <laughs> and they are. They are. Did, what did you take exclusive. in the high school? Did you take uh, Spanish? Um, so yeah, in like elementary school, I took French, and uh, middle school and high school, I took Spanish. But none of it stuck. I mean, you hear I mean, a word I, here. Yeah, and there. I know. La cucaracha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'd like to speak Spanish, but. 
Yeah. Not enough Dave to actually speaks. learn. Yo hablo espanol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Parlez-vous français? In the Netherlands, praten. Oh, wow. Sorry. I can speak not well in any of them. Spanish, I probably know more than anything. I can almost watch a Spanish movie and really sort of understand without really having to read because I can pick up so many of the, the nouns and you the can verbs put it together. that you're like, I couldn't tell you the details, but I could say, okay, this guy's going over to that guy's house because he did something bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I can do that by watching it. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Translator well, Dave. Um, if I was going to continue and become fluent in one, Spanish would have to be it. I'm yeah. decent in French enough to go to a restaurant and to say a few phrases to and people Dutch here too. and there. And Dutch. Yeah. Uh, Dutch, they, they always wanted to teach me. And when I say they, I used to, in this kind of, dovetails with foreign movies yeah most of the foreign movies i watched was in that time period where i lived at la mancha from 99 to like la it's an apartment complex here in gainesville that for some reason well they rent by the month yeah so foreign exchange students that come in varying different time periods they have a place they and i love right across from campus uh Hmm. i mean i dated one of the french girls for a little while you dated several uh of like a french girl and a girl from croatia uh, France, one girl from so Croatia. So it was like a three or four year period, but it was very interesting because we would have all like dinners with uh, the French people. Uh, for some reason, the Germans didn't interact much with uh, a lot of the other uh, grumpy uh, co- countries lonely. there. Uh, because the <laughs> they French, were, you know why? The they were probably were, studying. The, yeah. the German people were, they, super, they, like, they focused. are super focused on what they do. And yeah. a lot, mo- almost I'm everyone sorry, that I met. I was paying attention. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost you would go well with the Dutch yeah, people. You would be a good Dutch person. <laughs> <laughs> or a French person. <laughs> um, they liked to party. They were happy to be over here and experience different Some stuff. people came to, to really further their education, and some people came here to party. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think in Holland, you have to spend a semester abroad. Oh, as really? part of your Dutch college well, that's experience. Brilliant. Yeah. So, should be doing that and here was the greatest thing. My friend never went to classes. <laughs> and I said, Well, aren't you worried about your grades? He's like, The grades they give me don't count. My my I write a report from my professor back in Holland and then he gives me a grade and he would never fail anybody. Oh and I wow. was like, Shit, you know this going into it? Yeah. Yeah. Why well, go to a single class? Absolutely. He went to South Beach. But anyways, we used to go to the movies and when I started dating uh Leela she loved cinema. So yeah. anytime there was a, she would, we'd rent movies. She'd say, hey, yeah. watch this French movie, watch this German mm-hmm. movie. She spoke Russian, so yeah. we watched a couple of Russian movies. That cool. Dutch girl, she loved screenplays. She was horrible at it. I used to try to help her with her screenplays. It just didn't translate well mm. with uh, her stuff. Don't, don't write and I, in English if you're first, if probably someone's that, third That language. was the problem with right. it, too. And I was like, I was like, this is choppy, and this is, uh, no one would speak this way. So she, she liked that I would help her out with uh, redesign this kind of way of speaking. Help me. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as foreign language films, I mean, we watched them even growing up. Uh-huh. My dad watched them, and uh, I realized that certainly every year the best foreign language film is usually always worth checking out too. Oh, the for sure, yeah. I mean, probably every, all everybody probably in the category all the nominated is good. ones, yeah. yeah, are all really, really good. And it's great that they have those categories. Do you keep up at all. with who? Like, could you name off some of the recent ones that won? Life of Pi. That was was that foreign uh, no, language. No, that wasn't foreign language. Uh, I'm trying to think what was the last foreign language film I can remember. Man, it's been a while too uh, since I've checked out even the Oscars. Uh, well, I can tell uh, you the last one was, I saw. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go around, man, because we've we've got a lot yeah, of yeah, these yeah. different foreign films, and uh, 
I can tell you right now, like I have different countries for each one of mine. I have a German, French, Danish, Swedish, Spanish. How about you? What two, do you got? Two Swedish, uh, two German, and one Spanish slash Mexican co-production. Nice. Co- mm. What do you got? Um, two Spanish, one Indonesian, nice. and two Chinese Mandarin. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why don't you start us off then? Because I'd love to hear what you guys got. So um, I watched this last night. <laughs> and I have to say, the first time I watched it, I thought it was the worst movie I've ever seen. Well, almost. So I, I take that list. back. Um, <laughs> I know which one he's thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I watched it last night. And I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. But it's actually pretty damn funny. Um, oh, you have a comedy one. Because that's, this is probably our only comedy one on this whole thing. So it's Casa de no Padre. Oh, see, I've heard of that. I've seen the cover and everything. That's the one with Will Ferrell. Will right? Ferrell, yeah. And it's all in Spanish and it's subtitled it's made in Mexico like well it's supposed to look like Mexico it's made um, in Southern California yeah probably <laughs> it came, you know. didn't it come out the same time as like Nacho Libre and I, was, uh, I um, saw it at at on vacation at a beach house oh you like, had seen it before you've like seen it like 10 other people oh interesting yeah. oh it came out in 2012 okay yeah um, so I saw it I saw it probably 2013 Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I saw it at like the gas station for five bucks. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just grab this thing. (laughs) That's how far he goes for his foreign films. The gas station. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's, you know, it, it, it's just kind of like a a spaghetti comedy, like you know, like spaghetti as far as like the backgrounds are literally painted boards. Oh yeah, like, so it's very low budget. Yeah, um, there's a scene where intentionally low budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scene where they're riding on a horse, and you can just plainly see that it's a fake horse, and they're just rocking <laughs> yeah, yeah, it up yeah. and down. That's um, fun. Yeah, you know, like uh, there's a part where they do like a cigarette advertisement, and Will Ferrell, the guy, will like put a pack of cigarettes up next to his mm-hmm. face and he just looks at the camera and doesn't even say anything and someone overdubs him saying in <laughs> Spanish the name of the, you know, cigarette company. Um, you know, so it's really it's it's really silly but it's not like slapstick silly. Um, but he is basically the son of a rancher um, and his whole family just thinks that he's just an idiot, you know. Um, and his... <laughs> is he an idiot? He's actually not. Like, he's actually a pretty smart guy. Like, but come to find out, <laughs> at one point when he was a child, um, they were at this, like, special swimming hole, him and his family, and his dad went back to the ranch, and his mom specifically said, like, oh, don't worry, you know, nothing will happen. Our son will protect me. Mm-hmm. And then these three guys show up, and they're going to, like, you know, probably rape and kill her. And so he happens to have the rifle, and he goes to shoot. And he shoots his mom. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so this like just went dark. I know, right? And that's and that's the thing is like it's a real movie, but it's like so overtly a movie. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like when they do cutscenes, you'll see like the people snap the you know oh, the, okay. the thing and yeah. like you know, and so there's just comical aspects. But the storyline is actually pretty good. So his <laughs> brother comes home, which is probably what's his name. Um, I can tell you his name. Also, um, I have to say Pedro is in this. Um, oh, who's Pedro? Pedro from you would know that if you saw Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I, I bet it's the Efren, same director, Efren Ramirez. I wonder if it's the same director. 
Um, I thought this was Will Ferrell's movie. Oh, really? Oh, I, I, I'm not on IMDb, so I could be wrong. I'll check right um, But Diego Luna um, is his brother, yeah, Raul. Yeah, from Rogue One. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, he's, got, he's doing his own series now on, H, on uh, Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? Um, also, Nick Offerman from oh, Parks yeah. and Recreation. Oh, yeah. great. He plays like a DEA agent in it. Um, because it turns out like... Uh, Will Ferrell's brother is a drug dealer and like there's you know they're in Mexico and like they're always talking about the like what's going on with the drugs and you I mean you see people getting shot and stuff like that Um, and Genesis Rodriguez um, is uh, Diego Luna's like fiance Um, but she like she's a girl from Tusk oh really yeah um, she ends up falling in love with Will Ferrell and like there's this big shootout at the end like it's actually a pretty huh. decent movie. Yeah, the you know? uh, the director is the uh, he was a writer for like Saturday Night Live for a while, and he, you could tell he's got a Will Ferrell connection through him there. So that's probably how he got him on board. Yeah, I'll definitely check that one out. That one sounds interesting. What you got, Dave? This is definitely not a comedy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got no comedies. It's, so. it's pretty. It's a heavy movie. It's called The Lives of Others. Nice. I don't know if you've. Ever I've seen, seen the cover like over times. and over again, but I have no idea what it. If you what like, it was. if you like, it's one espionage. Of like two thousand six. Okay. Yeah. See, he knew one. <laughs> he knew mine. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the trailer we watched. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. I, see. You so get, you very well should know it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not German, I guess. I don't focus. <laughs> but this is a German movie. Um, it's about life in East Berlin. I hear it was blessed during there. the <laughs> Cold War. It, you learn a lot in this movie because what I didn't know is, to, in order to own a typewriter, you had to it had to be licensed by ah, the state. Interesting, really. The Stasi, the secret police, the Russian secret police. I mean, basically, when World War Two ended, the the German, uh, the Russians and the Americans were both in the city, and they're like, "What do we do with this country now?" Right. Yeah. And the U.S. said, "We'll take." this line that way and you guys take this literally split the country in two yeah yeah Berlin wall goes up life on the east side is not <laughs> as awesome as it is on the west side that's usually the case yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically what this movie is about is, is there's there's two famous actors that are kind of sympathizers for the west yeah. mm. but one of the actors has a high profile, yeah. So <laughs> very similar to the uh, Inglorious Bastards yeah. actress on that. Has a high yeah. profile, so he's accepted by the Communist Party. Yeah. Um, but then the Minister of Culture falls in love with the actor's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who's also an actress, and uh, has and puts the actor under surveillance huh. just to try to get his girlfriend away from him. Interesting. They wanted to find out if he was doing some shady shit, yeah, so yeah. she could he could lock him up mm-hmm. and then be free to date. his actress friend um so what ends up happening is they they meet they bug his apartment and this whole movie is about this one guy that's listening in to try to find out stories but what you soon find out is the guy listening in is almost a sympathizer too because some shit slide and doesn't report it back to his people Uh so come to find out the suicide rate in and i think this is a true story in in berlin was high east Mm. berlin was high but they government wasn't reporting it obviously you don't want people knowing knowing that people are killing themselves because rather than more depressed yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) so he writes he writes a article on a smuggled typewriter and smuggles the article out and it gets published and it's huge embarrassment for the east so they're ratcheting up 
then it becomes a cat and mouse. They they're gonna try to catch him with the typewriter. Yeah. They go to his house. They couldn't find it. Yeah, this they sounds get, definitely they get up the, my alley. I, I won't spoil it because it's yeah. some good moments. But mm. they they get to the girl and they try to get yeah. her to roll over on him and tell him where the typewriter is because if they have the typewriter, he's not supposed to have one. That's a gerald offense. Yeah, right. And so it's super cool. That's exciting. It, it's a it's not so much like running around espionage type of thing, yes, it but it's like definitely like storyline suspense, investigation yeah. type stuff. I mean, like that. right up my alley. And I mean, that's what kind of, and the surveillance stuff is cool. Too. I always like surveillance stuff. You can watch like the, uh, friends for Coppola is the conversation. That's the one oh, with, uh, yeah. Gene Hackman. It's very that's slow. Right, that's right, that's it's right. literally all him in the I've room, seen that recently. fast forwarding, rewinding. Yeah. And he's watching, uh, Shirley from Laverne and Shirley in that rotary where she's walking around and he's trying to, pinpoint different sounds on the uh, machines uh, and everything but well, maybe go ahead. uh i was thinking while you were talking about the uh the the german actors and actresses did, did you hear that uh when hitler had put a bounty out on clark gable whoever could capture clark gable and bring him to them they got like a huge huge stipend. like as a pet uh yeah he loved him it was his favorite actor wow. and he you was in the german now well, yeah. he was in, well he was in the military he's he flying was, yeah. flights mm-hmm. too so they were like shoot down clark gable and bring him to me and you'll oh get, my gosh you'll get extra <laughs> bread <laughs> don't hurt him yeah yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. No, that and he had put a bounty out on the three stooges uh because simple they did jack. that uh, oh, they, they did that skit simple jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He should have won an Oscar. It won an Oscar? No. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, now, my next one here, or my first one, is I was super happy. I just got into that movie DVD sale and I cleaned up, got like 86 movies in there. Some I really, made out too, I think. Uh, I got like 14. 15. <laughs> the the nice. problem with that is because I, and I have one for you in the other room. Don't leave yeah. it on uh, giving it to you, the Amazon Woman on the Moon. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I end up. That's the problem with it now is, and I've tried to start a list of ones I'm looking for, uh, more than ones that I have because mm-hmm. uh, I picked up like twelve I already own. <laughs> like I don't own that. I mean, yeah. you can't keep track of seventeen hundred DVDs, and the people there scream at you if you like are checking lists on your phone and everything. Really? They're like no checking lists. No, and you people are vicious. At what this do you mean no checking? On that list. first day, people Dude, are like, I will. Yeah. Fucking karate chop you in the is it throat. The other staff or the no, other customers. customers. Yeah, yeah, they're all fucking. The fuck dude. Uh, mom, mom went to text me and someone yelled at her the other day. She's like, I'm texting my son. Oh <laughs> my said, Leave God. me alone. But one of the best, I always pick up some really gems that aren't supposed to be there. And this was one of them for a dollar. I got the, the three uh, part pusher series, uh, which I had just got familiar with it. So I, uh, like, three months ago over the summer and uh they're danish films and there's the obviously the pusher one two and three two and three have some subtitles or uh sub like uh headlines to it i'm not sure what it is uh i should know for the second one since that's my movie uh, <laughs> i love the i love the first one uh i love the second one even more because uh it's got mads he wasn't uh, in the first one he was in the first one but he was like a sub character oh, in the I first see. one and then he got arrested early on so you're like oh man that's all mads mickelson is in because mads mickelson if you don't know him he's the one who plays hannibal on tv mm-hmm. he played the he, casino royale guy he's well, awesome. we saw him recently hey, yeah in, uh, you, that was a foreign film you could have picked too <laughs> i just picked it huh what you, it's on your list now he's talking about arctic which was a uh, great oh, movie yeah. with Mads Nicholson, that, man. they only said four words in there <laughs> it was iceland it was a completely icelandic movie though uh so if you want to go for it uh so i love the first pusher and it was really good and it's basically the story of these kinds of low level uh drugs dealers mobsters uh in the uh 
in like the Danish kind of community and it's uh, all the gangster underworld that they're dealing with, but you're usually dealing with uh, a bunch of fuck-ups and they're young, they're... uh, Mads has the word respect written on the back of his head, but he's... And you would think he is like... You would think he was kind of like before you view the movie, he's like Russell Crowe and Romper Stomper, and it's the exact opposite. He's not as tough as he looks. I mean, he'll beat the shit out of somebody here and there with a couple punches, but he's more of kind of a uh, a hapless uh, loser kind of who just can't do anything right. Uh, so in the first one, yeah, he ends up going to jail, and his friend. It follows a lot of what his friend did, and his friend got uh, in over his head with the mob. Uh, the second one, it starts right with Mads getting out of jail. Mm. And what was really interesting of it is he gets out of jail, and just from the get go, nothing is going right for him. You you could tell that this uh, guy is the fuck up of the family, and he's just gonna be back in there soon enough. So right when he gets back, he realizes uh, his father's not happy to see him. He has another friend that's in a, a, a pro- uh, having like problems of his own that picks him up. He also is like severely impotent, <laughs> and he can't get it up. He's got like two uh, like uh, Danish prostitutes that uh, the mobster uh, lets him uh, take in the other room, and he just he just can't do it. He Ugh. can't do it, and they're just literally laughing at him and making fun of him for the whole thing. And <laughs> poor dude, uh, it's, <laughs> people that people go and shoot things up. At <laughs> so which shit happens. Like his that. dad is the like head mobster, so he's like, "Dad, I'm back," and his dad just does not seem enthused with it. He's like, "Okay, that's good. You're back," and then. Before anything Yay. else happens, his, his ex-girlfriend says, <laughs> his ex-girlfriend says, uh, we got a, uh, yeah, we have a kid together and the, here he is. And so, and I want like $800 a month from you and you need to be taken care of him. I'm going out for the night. Here's this kid. And so he's literally just holding this kid. And he's like, what the hell? And he's like, he's like, how do I know this is my kid? And he denies it for a while, but then he kind of, uh, you could see it on his face that I think he knows damn well it's his kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the the movie really starts off that I mean with him there establishing all this. So he goes on a run with his fuck up friend and they steal a Ferrari and his his father not only with drugs and alcohol and stuff has a little kind of like chop shop kind of car business and uh, everything and he brings the Ferrari back thinking that he's the shit and he's awesome the guy literally like stopped it at a stoplight got out to go get something from the sidewalk and then Mads just jumped in it and took off yeah. and everything and he's like what are we gonna do with the Ferrari your father's yeah. gonna freak the fuck out <laughs> he's like this is too much dude it's like you're not stealing like he's like this car could be spotted anyway yeah, I said, it's not a Honda Civic yeah it's not a Honda Civic and he's you better get out of here. Your father's going to be pissed. And his father gets back, and it's just like that. I mean, he gets pissed at him. He's like, what you the fuck are you doing? You could piece that thing out on eBay for uh, so, years. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the whole movie is basically <clears throat> seeing his life right out of jail and how it's just not working. His One of the more interesting ones is his friend had fucked over a, a mobster. And it was an interesting scene, too, where he comes in to do a drug deal with this, uh, this heavy hitter mobster. And he's like... Uh, he gives him like a bag of cocaine and uh, he sniffs and he's like, it's not the good stuff. He says, you could still sell it though. And he says, I, mean, I thought I was buying the good stuff. He just gave him all his money. Mm-hmm. He says, you told me it was the good stuff. It'll be good next time. This time you just, you get this. So he goes into the bathroom to take a piss and he hears somebody at the door and he thinks it's the cop and he dumps it all down the toilet. <gasps> and it's one of the mobster's friends. Uh, so when he gets out and he's like, so, so do I get my money back? <laughs> and oh the scene just God. cuts. And he was like, holy crap. Now I owe him uh, all this uh 
dope to somebody else. And uh, he also screws over another guy that he, it turns out to be Mads' dad that he screws over, but he doesn't tell Mads until like the very end. But Mads keeps trying to help this guy. At first, Mads shoots him in the shoulder so he can say that he was robbed. Yeah. <laughs> so he, you see him in the woods and he shoots him in the shoulder. And then at one point, he just keeps meeting up with Mads the whole movie. And he's like, you got to come over to my house. You got to help me trash my house and, huh. and steal my TV and everything. So I can tell, I can, I can delay this in like another week and everything. And oh, man. It was it was so great. I won't tell you the ending uh, to it. Uh, and Mads is only in the first and the second. I haven't seen the third one yet, but uh, I loved it. I loved Pusher too. I love uh, Mads in anything really. I think he's like next level. Yeah, he's and, great. Uh, he can do a lot with not even saying he anything. He was great in that Hannibal. It, it, yeah, it got tired, but he didn't. No, yeah, he, he's he always awesome great in that. everything. So I'll, I liked him in Doctor Strange yeah. too. Then, uh, yeah, he was great as Doctor Strange. He was great in Arctic. Mister Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, check out the Pusher series, Danish films. All right, Justin, what you got? Okay. Um, we're going to go with some Indonesian film here. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how'd, how'd you guess? Um, I'm going to go with The Raid Redemption. Well, this is more weapons, isn't it? A more weapons movie um, than uh, uh, Kung Fu? Or, uh, I mean, I mean there's, there's a lot Both. of martial arts. I always In assume the, this was more weapons. Well, in the beginning of the the raid um (laughs) they use a lot of guns and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and as they progress through the floors like they start not having as many bullets and stuff like that and and eventually it pretty much it might end up with knives um but you know it's not guns at the end yeah i still haven't seen this i know this is the movie that you've compared missing uh, out yeah i know it's what's the name of it again the The raid Raid. it's it's called the first one is called the raid Redemption, yeah. which is odd to me that yeah. they would say redemption when it's the first one. Yeah, it's confusing um, and ironic. I suppose. <laughs> um, uh, but this is the one that you've compared to uh, Dread. Yeah, absolutely. Very similar to Dread yeah. where he mm-hmm. has to go every floor to yeah, get yeah, the guy. Yeah. So that, it's a great concept. And yeah. It's well done. Um, and so the main actor, sorry about that, uh, the main actor is uh, Iko Uwais. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of uh, Wu Assassins, the show on Netflix. No. Oh well, he's the huh. um, he's the main character in that now. Um, and also, uh, there's a guy. His name is Yayan Ruhian. Huh. And I don't know him either. Dude, those, and those <laughs> two guys. Our... That's another great thing about watching foreign films, though. You get to see these actors, and when they become huge, yeah. you're like, oh shit, I remember that hot person. Yeah. From that, that. Yeah. You've got that a couple people. Well, my first movie, I knew nobody. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So this guy, Yayan, I'm just going to call him Yayan. Um, to me, to me, <laughs> he's very much. Rename you. No, that's his. I just, okay. I don't want to say his, his full name, name every Kevin. time. Yeah. Um, his Kevin. Yeah. I just call him Yaya. Uh, um, no, but uh, he reminds me, like, both his stature, size, and the characters that he always plays. He reminds me of that character actor we talked about, the guy in Lethal Weapon that has the sponges that yeah, yeah, rigs, yeah. wraps his oh, legs around. His he's in big trouble yeah um he's, yeah he's the man so it's the guy in the top middle there um okay. so basically Iko Uwes is a police officer and he's part of this task force that's going to go and raid this giant building that's mm-hmm. just like it's just a criminal building like every floor is just full of criminals mm-hmm. it's it's like uh it's like the building in uh new jack city yeah you know yeah. um and so profit Enterprising, this, yeah. he's trying to earn some money. Well, he what, they, what floor is the topless woman sort yeah. of coke? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's 12. All right, All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you know, so that's the whole deal is they're gonna go and they're gonna raid this building. Um, and 
when it starts off, they're they're very quiet and they're sweeping from floor to floor, mm-hmm. you know, and they're and they're able to just do very well. And I think like once they get to like the fourth floor, um, they come off the they either come out of the stairs or they come off the elevator. Um, and there's a lookout mm-hmm. waiting for somebody for it to happen, yeah, yeah. you know. So as soon as he sees him, he goes to Game run. <laughs> well, he goes to run, and he says, freeze. And the kid freezes, you know. Um, and so they're, like, trying to talk to him and, like, calm him down yeah, so they, they can get to him. They don't want him to, to run and warn people. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you can see he's considering it, but then he's just like, no, fuck it. And he turns to run, and the captain, not Iko Ues, the captain of the, t- uh, of the squad, just boom shoots him and the bullet goes slow-mo right through his neck and right as he's going like police you know and so he was able to get that out and so that is like you know the domino effect going on Mm -hmm. setting off like all the criminals now know we're getting raided it's battle time yeah um and so i think i I would have just screamed police instead of turn to run i think the turn to run probably is what got you shot yeah well he you know uh, so it turns out he probably would have gotten shot anyways (laughs) because there's some stuff that happens to the end and you're like oh okay um but yeah i mean dude so yaya plays mad dog okay so (laughs) you got that title the character name you know you got it dude he no so the three the three main characters are uh (laughs) so i'm downplaying this character (laughs) mad dog yeah right (laughs) he's like a puppy dog right yeah yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) so the three main characters are uh rama jaka and mad dog okay rama and jaka are brothers um rama is eco uwes and so he's the police uh you know and then his brother jaka is one of the criminals that lives in the building you know that complicates things right um and so as they're going floor to floor they realize like that once we like there's really no way out of here like Mm. the only thing we can do at this point is get to the top floor and get a hold of the boss Mm -hmm. take him hostage and use him to get out of the building you know um and so along the reminds me of kung fu the movie Kung Fu, that video game Kung Fu. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that <laughs> game. Gotta go floor to floor. Yeah. They can totally redo that as the rage. Yeah, totally. It's one of my favorite Nintendo games. Footsie, footsie, footsie. I used to hate those things that dropped from the floor and then blew up. Oh, man. Or the snakes. Oh, I got it. We played afterwards. So, So at one point, basically, Mad Dog is sent to like just go and take out, you know, Mad eco dog, do your thing. Yeah, and like, don't dude, make me release Mad Dog. They they do some some character development with him that like you can just see like this guy is fucking crazy. Yeah, like yeah. he's just fucking crazy. Like, um, and so, like I said, a lot of action in this mm. movie. Um, but I just want to specifically get to this scene. So at one point, Mad Dog gets a hold of Jaka. And Jaka and Mad Dog fight. Mad Dog beats the shit Nibbles. out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Not my brother, man. Um, so uh, Rama comes looking for Jaka, you know, because he's his brother. And he comes into this room, and uh, Mad Dog has him like chained up, you know, yeah, so yeah. he's hanging from his wrists. And I mean, he's gotten his ass kicked pretty bad. Um, and they end up the two brothers fight Mad Dog. Oh, interesting. Because once they've like unleashed him, they can't stop him. Basically, the mad dog. The thing is, is did he like, tell him just beat him, find my brother and beat him up, not chain him up and kill well, him? Well, no. I mean, he knew like yeah. you know I'm gonna kill you both. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But there's a point where he has a gun and he says to Rama like he takes the gun and he just puts it down and he just goes, killing somebody with a gun is as easy as ordering takeout. 
you know, and he's just like, I'd much rather do it with my hands. I like takeout. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like takeout's much easier. Um, and man, the battle scene between the three of them nice. is probably one of the best fight scenes huh. I've ever seen. Yeah, I definitely got to check it out. I've and, heard several people tell me it's And it great. just goes on and on and on, and it is so fucking good, man. Um, and you and like the second one's almost just The second good, right? one's really good as well. Yeah. Was um, there a third or just No, they two? they didn't. Uh, they decided not to move Yet. forward with a third. Yeah. <laughs> well, I looked it up not too long ago, yeah. and they said they weren't going to do it. But um, also, um, Yayan is in John Wick 3. He's, oh, he's one of the guys that says, nice to meet you, Mr. Wick, when the two people fight. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Oh. I haven't seen the second one yet because my copy won't play. No. Uh, well, it will play, but it's super loud. Like it's keeps spinning and spinning and spinning in I've there. got it on digital uh, on a, a site. I'll give you the password yeah. and you can watch it. Uh, um, but yeah, just... Did you just an, something legal? <laughs> no. Share a password? No, I didn't share a password. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm but... to do disclaimers on that. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, dude, the raid. If cool. you If you haven't seen it, Check it out. It's amazing. And I know it was available on Netflix for a while. I'm not sure if it still does. It I'm might sure. still be on there. I would think they'd be, they're going to lose so much Disney and Touchdown and Marvel stuff on there. I would think they would be keeping stuff longer that's not mm-hmm. part of that because yeah. by November 12th, that shit's gone. It's yeah. not gone already. I don't know. All right, Dave, what do you got? All right. For your second one. The second one is a second in a trilogy of movies. Hey, I did that. Good job. <laughs> 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 which which movies are those? Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, was the millennium the, first one. the millennium trilogy. Yeah, is that is what, what they, it's called? The yeah, they call it the millennium trilogy. See, I should have known that too. Uh, because of the newspaper, it's yeah. the millennium, uh, and that's great. I'm glad you did too because everyone knows that first one super well. Because not yeah. only if you didn't see the Swedish version, you saw David Fincher's version. I'm sure of the girl and it was with the dragon. it was great and it was both a, were it good was a too. fantastic movie. I like both of them. I own both of them, and I'll. I'll jump between the two they both have great qualities but yeah the second one they, they never went and did a second one for the fincher movie so the only place you can watch uh the girl who played with fire yeah. is on that swedish version and it was it was a great transition from yeah. the first one and i like the actors i like have you seen you probably haven't seen the swedish version no i haven't uh, seen i like the guy i hear they're better blumquist yeah. better than yep. my, uh, uh, daniel craig daniel craig but yep. i liked daniel craig and i feel the same way about uh the other way i love well i like naomi rapace a hell of a lot more than i liked rooney mara and uh, she was good she's rooney a, mara was yeah, all right she was good. but she was no naomi rapace and naomi rapace went on to be pretty big in prometheus yeah. Uh, do you remember Prometheus? She's she the, one the one that had to go in that in machine that. and give her something. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, man. <laughs> man, it was, it was insane. And she was great in that. And we had gone into that movie knowing who she was, which I think a lot of people have no clue who she is. And she was badass, man. Yeah. She, and especially in the play with fire. She, I mean, she was a, a, a lesbian punk rock hacker. Yeah. And you, like, could, you could really easily go bil- in. Billionaire by this. Yeah. By the second one, yeah, I mean it she helps stole to it helps to oh, wow. watch the first one. But the, you could, if someone wanted to go into it, you could probably fill them in with like three sentences. What? Yeah, they didn't uh, do. I mean, she ended up getting a lot of money, but she's a she's a computer hacker, and she always uses it. And she has a soft spot, obviously, for for women and against guys that uh, harm women. It's interesting that she's still, and you would get to see this and played with fire that she's still keeping tabs on the oh, uh, guy yep. that raped her. Yeah, yeah, the, and it was, the, it was a cool scene because she told him if he ever tried to get the tattoo removed from yeah. the first one, because her parole officer or, or social worker yeah. 
was blackmailing her. And, and ra- he, she put her. a uh, tattoo on his chest that said, Rapist. I'm a, rapist? I'm a sadistic rapist yeah. pig. I'm a sadistic uh, rapist pig, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big. Yeah. yeah. Nicole forever. Yeah. That, <laughs> that scene was tough to watch. <laughs> it was a tough scene. And the, the second uh, and the third one in the trilogy did not have anything that tough, really. Uh, it had its moments. And I like the father. That storyline with the father. Yeah. I like the storyline. Well, yeah, tell us what the... So, basically, she comes back. Blomquist gets a tip about girls being trafficked. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody's doing a college thesis on it. And then the boyfriend is also doing... um, A story of some sort. He's writing a piece about the Johns. Mm -hmm. And come to find out, they're judges. They're heads of And he's interviewed all of them. They're like... They're all in on this child trafficking ring. <laughs> and like you would expect. Yeah. They they find out that the Millennium paper is going to do a story yeah. on them. And, you know, they kill... Those two journalists. The two, Somebody disappeared. The two, yeah. No, they didn't even disappear. They just found them dead in their, in their hotel. Yeah, like, there's kind of two storylines yeah, going two on. Yeah, two stories. Because uh, the stuff with Naomi Rapace is she's... Uh, she's ended up... A lot of it has to do with her father and her brother. Yeah, the guy who plays her brother, he was a monster. He had like greatest Bond, one of the greatest Bond villains that had um, the guy from Revenant Uh, with the crazy eye. Oh, the guy with the wouldn't feel pain. Oh, the the Revenant. Who was in the Revenant? The guy that was. Oh, you're talking to uh, Robert Collins? Yeah. He, that's not the Revenant. That's Ravenous. Ravenous. I meant Ravenous. <laughs> Sorry. I know what I was saying. That's why I'm like, Bond movie. Yeah. I don't know who's in there. It's you know, Bond movie. <clears throat> you know the, yeah, yeah. Robert but this Carl. guy had that same feature. Yeah. He couldn't feel pain. Mm. And he was like 6'7", 280 pounds. If not more than that. He was, was massive. Ridiculous. And he had like this you would like bleached, these. You would like ble- these films bleach blonde yeah, hair so. uh, on him too. And he was going through and just killing people, uh, not realizing there was some connection with the... Uh, with the, the Elizabeth yeah. uh, character, and then her father was behind the whole thing. So it was the a father. Real... It's a lot to this movie because the father is a is a defected Russian agent that has a lot of secrets that he holds on to, and he's she, she had burned the shit out of him as a kid. Yeah, that's kind of where the title comes from. Yeah, because when she was like twelve or thirteen, this guy was horrible to her or her mother, and he was sitting in his car about to like go to work or something, and she came up and just dumped a fluid on him. Lit a match, threw it in there, and just sat there and watched him burn, which is basically what the start of how troubled she is. Yeah. Also, why she has an affinity against uh, who wouldn't, but to the point where she will go and find you and torture you. <laughs> and that's how she found the guy with the tattoo. Remember, she was checking his like browser history and yeah. found out that he was checking into tattoo removal places. Oh, really? <laughs> and she showed up and yeah. said, "This ain't gonna happen." She like uh, she had, shocked him his, in the balls took, and. <laughs> She put a taser to his nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was, there was some crazy scenes in that one. That's and, a great one, though. In the end, I won't ruin the end, but it, I, I might have to in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going. I see where you're going. All right, I'll jump to me then here. I'm going to go. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I've got actually like, uh, I've got two downright horror movies and a kind of a horror fantasy one here. I guess I'll do, uh, I'm going to do one of the horror ones first. I love this movie. I love, and like a lot of these foreign language films, they've been redone, you know, mm-hmm. the Americans version. And almost always it's not as good, but I can understand the need for it. A lot of people will not put up with the reading of it. And they want kind of a uh, an Americanized version of it. That's fine. And if it's done well, it both could be great. So this one is 2008's Let the Right One In. 
Now, let the right one in. The American version is called Let Me In. Now, okay. That's the one with the little girl who's a vampire yeah. and clings to this. And it's, uh, I had to put this on here even though it is very similar. I mean, this is very, very similar other than some key points in it of how things were uh, done in the murders. It was a direct remake. Stuff. But it was, uh, it was close to a direct remake. You could tell that uh, the person who did the remake loved the original one because they kept a lot of things. I really <laughs> like... I love this. I want to remake it. <laughs> and I love the kids. And make money off The of kids it. in the remake were great. The little boy from the road and then the Chloe who uh, was Hit Girl. Uh, she was amazing in it. And Richard Jenkins played the guy Richard that was Jenkins. Was great. It was a great character. God, he's so good. Very similar. So if you're not familiar with this, what's happening is you've got this little girl who's a vampire, and she has this older man that uh, that takes care of her. And and when I say takes care of her, it's basically he goes out and gets her blood when it's needed. And that's where the differences are in the two versions. Like there was scenes where remember the Richard Jenkins character killed the person in the woods and it's draining them down and everything and uh, in this version it's a little bit different where instead of uh, he fucks up and like drops the uh, uh, the blood and it spills down remember she, he goes back to the house and she's pissed that he didn't bring back the blood in this yeah. version he gets interrupted by some a couple walking a dog and he runs off and he just leaves the blood there uh, also when he's uh, that great scene and let me in where he hides in the back seat and the kid at the gas station and then he takes off and then he intentionally jumps the ass in yeah. his face it was actually done at like the school where he snatched a kid after his like YMCA like practice and oh, was draining him in the next was about to drain him in the next room and he was struggling and his friends came in and when the friends came in he he hid behind like the wall and then intentionally poured this like sulfuric acid on his face so he could not be identified by the cops that he knew was going to find him because he didn't want he loved this little girl vampire they was taken care of that is fucking and dedication it is really dedication job, man being the one that goes and gets because you know he has to interview for new people all the time because they don't get old <laughs> right i mean you can't just well you got one guy you like you stick with him but i mean he's gonna die eventually but right? you think at some point you just he'd be turned though that's a good movie yeah. jack the dracula, dracula <laughs> hr department right? yeah. <laughs> interview with the vampire uh, interview with the vampire that's what you could call it you can call it yeah don't worry you'll have no problem pushing that <laughs> but uh anyways the, the meat of this movie wasn't even that that was like a whole great kind of story in itself the meat of it is they're staying at this kind of apartment complex and the kid next door mm-hmm. is this uh in this movie he's like this like bleach blonde hair kind of awkward kid that's getting picked on at school by different kids and he just has no friends and he ends up making friends with this little girl vampire and they form this bond together uh which was great to see, and she always had his back, and she was like, you have to uh, take care of yourself, and there's a famous scene that I won't get into because it's an amazing scene in the swimming pool at the end where the bullies finally come for the kid, and it's just like an intense scene mm-hmm. in there. One thing that The foreign one? Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that the remake did that I liked was in, in the Swedish version, they never went into the why that... Richard Jenkins' character was doing what he was doing. And remember, and let me in, mm-hmm. She found he found pictures, the cop found pictures. That cop character wasn't even in this movie, yeah. too. So uh, the cop character found pictures of 
the vampire girl with a boy that looked just like Richard Jenkins as a kid, and you realize oh, yeah. that this that little kid that she's making friends with now will be basically the, the, the new Richard Jenkins, That's and they don't right. go in that in the let the right one. And I thought that was a really great element in the uh, the Americanized version. Mm. So it's a good example that you could you could add stuff like that that kind of adds meat to the story and very interesting. Yeah, that was a good twist. Yeah, it was a very interesting twist. And both versions very good. I every time I uh, look at Harless and everything, let the right one in was always on top. So I knew it was going to be just as good as let uh, me in, and it really was. You should definitely check out both. Hell yeah! Um, so let's see. You gonna this? put some farm phrases in between each one? Uh, no, <laughs> man. No, no <laughs> it was hard enough coming up with the title. Do you know what the title of this is? No. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I thought that was great. genius. I was like, that's the only way I can get through this. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure this one won some awards, but I don't have time to look it up at the moment. Um, this was uh, 2002's City of God. Um, so. It's this a, is always up on, up high on the best foreign language. It's films, so. uh, it's fantastic. So also like um, I own this, and there is both a documentary yeah. about this movie and the movie and the itself. Movie. Oh. Um, what came first? I think the documentary came huh. first, and then they made the movie. Um, and I mean, it's also you know like the main character. He becomes a photographer, and that's kind of how everything came to be. Um, and I'll get to all that in just a second. Um, this was Rio. Is that yeah, it was, was Rio yeah. de Janeiro, um, City of God. You know, because they had that big. Did it do the, the big, anything for the tourist industry? Uh, I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> to, to be honest, that's one city on my list that I would love to visit that yeah. I'll never be able to. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those. Can't, I'd love to see that get, big statue. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the landscape of the mountains. Christ the Redeemer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's mountains overlooking it's the gorgeous. ocean. Yeah. yeah, and it's like got all different. I think growing up, we thought it was like a vacation spot. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it, it was. It was a vacation yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of vacation spots in yeah. Brazil that just aren't vacation spots anymore. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the thing. is like I don't think I'd ever go. Like Mexico is the same way. Yeah, yeah you like, can't go to some places. Maria, my wife, she loved the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah. And she hiked there with her ex and yeah. went all over the different statues yeah. and 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 stuff. All Not anymore. Old, can't yeah. do any of that Not stuff anymore. anymore. They'll kidnap you and you'll be... Held for ransom. We got yeah. mountains. We even got the uh, even those kind of uh, what tourist inclusive Sorry, resorts. Mexico. Even those inclusive resorts. You heard no, about the people, people drinking don't. the alcohol yep. and then dying in their Acapulco hotel room. used yeah. to be like the place that spring break was held. Yeah. Now I don't think they can do it. There's just too many murders. Yeah. I'm not. None for me, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. All so them, all them drugs. <laughs> yeah, all the and that's gangs down and, there, man. and that's and that's basically what this is about. It's I know I was, that was that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it starts, you know, it, it kind of follows the lives of these two kids, you know, and kind of gives their background story and like one How becomes. Old are they? Um, so it starts off. I'm pretty sure. So it's it's a kind of a, what do they call it a fractured timeline yeah, because yeah, they'll yeah. they'll be in present and they'll be narrating but in order to tell someone's backstory they'll flash yeah. back to their childhood to show you how they grew up to be who they are. Yeah. Um, and I like that timeline. No, it's yeah, it's it's really good. Um, you know, and so it's it, it's actually kind of hard to describe um, because I know I've seen it before. There's so many things going on. You said that it was 
this movie was based off a documentary that had been made before it? So one of the main characters, um, and I'm not sure because they've all grown up so much, it's hard to tell which one it is. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's I think it's Benny and his name. Well, that's the actor's name. So the the real guy, I guess his name was Benny. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what ends up happening is is like there's a gang war, mm-hmm. um, and one of the leaders of one of the gangs tells him, "I want you to photograph everything that's going on here," you know, because people need to see it. Mm-hmm. So like he starts getting it out. So that's how people found out about the story was he started, you know, taking photographs mm-hmm. of all the gang violence and everything that was happening. So and I mean this was in 2002, so I think I, I've seen the documentary. You may have. <laughs> I think the documentary is also called City of God. Yeah. Um, you know, uh but I mean, dude, it's just it's a very it's a very violent movie. Um like not like gory violent Mm -hmm. just people a lot of people getting shot a lot of people getting killed mugged you know stuff like that corruption um it's just it's a super power like i would have never like like we were saying like rio de janeiro was always the the big destination Mm -hmm. to want to go to you know and like you see this and you're like oh yeah i'm never going to like you know this is why you research shit (laughs) yeah yeah for real i was blown Um, away they were able to hold the olympics yeah. Oh, I was there. too. Yeah, I was very the, surprised. People were killed in yeah. millions. Don't put your head on yeah. the water and don't do this. Yeah. Like, I remember reading a story about the swimmers yeah. that were practicing in the, the golf bay. team wouldn't even go. Mm-hmm. Like Skirt. bodies were floating by them. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's insane. But I, I mean, so like, just one of my like most standout. I can't really call it favorite because it's yeah. really fucked up. <laughs> Horrific. Yeah. Um, is there's this. There's this group of kids who are like their own gang, you know what I mean? Because they're too young to be in another gang. And so they're trying, they're all sitting around. There's probably like the 20 mini gang. Of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you gotta mini. watch out for them. Yeah, exactly. They, they well, cause a lot of problems. Too. Shooting them, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, um, yeah, mini, I don't care. Mini if a, gang will kill you just it, as well. Yeah, a 12 year old shooting me is not any better than a. 25 year old exactly and i mean <laughs> buckweed had a gun our gang would be vicious too. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a shirt, I had a shirt that had buck yeah. with a gun oh god but uh the rambo buck bow with the most racist shirt i hope i don't have any pictures yeah. <laughs> oh, I got them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um and so they're sitting around and they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do to like make their hustle and make yeah. their money you know um, and they're talking about like getting into drugs and they're like, well, we don't want to do that because, and you'd think like, oh, because drugs are bad. And they're like, no, because like you have to wait for somebody to die until you can move up. And I don't want to wait for the next guy to die. So they're like, no, we're not going to do drugs. And then they're talking about robbing somebody. So then, um, this guy, his name's, uh, Lil Z or Lil Zay, um, which used to be Lil Dice and they do his backstory and it's fucking nuts, man. Um, he shows up and all the kids know, like when you see him run, you know, Omar's coming. And so <laughs> I just remember a, the bag falling from the wire. I just remember him uh, lining against the building and the bag of drugs is yeah. falling down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they end up catching two of the kids uh, and like, dude, one of them is like maybe six, yeah. you know, and the other one's maybe like nine. Um, and he basically is like threatening them and he's like, I know that you were going to do something. I just don't remember the specific yeah, yeah. details mm-hmm. of what they yeah, were yeah. going to do. But he's like, I know I heard what you were talking about. I know what you were going to do. He's like, so you can, uh, you can either get shot in the foot or shot in mm-hmm. the hand, you know? And so one kid like puts his hand out and fucking boom, he shoots him in the hand. I mean, this kid's like nine, yeah. you know? And then the little kid, he shoots the little kid in the foot. Um, and he has like 
a new member of his gang there with him who can't be more than like 12, you know? Um, and he's like, okay, here you go. And he hands him the gun and he's like, you pick which one lives and which one dies. Yeah. That scene I remember. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like, he just, he shoots the older of the two, you know? And like, it's just so, and that, and what they're saying is, is that's life here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's, what's interesting about that type of uh, story and dealing with uh, journalists or a photojournalist, even as rudimentary as this kid was to be able to get the story out. Cause People on the other side of the world are never going to know about that shit unless right. someone's documenting it. And his there's ve- some crazy stuff going on in Chile right now, a bunch of riots. And, um, uh, I know in Venezuela there has been. No, Venezuela I think it calmed down. Been. I don't know if it's still going on or not. You just don't, don't, don't hear South about America. it. Yeah. yeah. Don't leave America. America. Just don't leave America. <laughs> you can go to Canada. You know? Go to Iceland. You can go to Iceland. You can go to yeah. Canada. Yeah. yeah. You go to Holland. Um, and, but there's also the fact of his like best friend. So he goes in the direction of like being a good person yeah. and like, but he's, his friends are his friends. And so his buddy goes the other direction. He's starting to become kind of a gangster. Which is like, a story that yeah. happens every day. Yeah. Right. You know, no you one know. wants to leave all their friends to do something completely different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and they stay friends through it all, you yeah. know, but like, I mean, it's just, man, it's a huh. great movie. Yeah. I, I know I've seen it, but I definitely have to uh, rewatch it. It sounds great. What do you got, Dave? All right. All right. So, in the end of Girl Who Plays With Fire. <laughs> so so we're going to the next one. What's the next one? The next one's called A Girl Kicked the Hornet's Nest. Yeah. But I do want to spoil two to get to three. Okay. Because I have to. Um, so they, they get... She goes... They get her back to their lair, sort of. Like the house. The father. The, the father did. And uh, <laughs> when we last, when we last, <laughs> when we laughed, left with the girl with the dragon tattoo, and he he was kind of doing the same thing that most Bond villains do. They'll spill all your yeah, guts yeah, to yeah. the to them yeah. why they did it, just so the audience knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then devise a really simple plan to kill her. Mm-hmm. Like, so they bring her out, and they were just going to shoot her and dump her in the grave. Mm-hmm. Remember? And then yeah. she said, "I've been live streaming this entire conversation," and they're like. Did I just live stream my own confession? Wow. And then he's like, no, she's lying. And she tries to run. The brother shoots her twice, once in the head, once in the shoulder. Damn. uh, In the side or something. And uh, they throw her in the grave and put the dirt on top. And Mm. then he goes to watching TV. Yeah. And luckily, Michael Bloomberg, who hasn't had a really a scene with her at all in, until this movie, because he was they were together all the time in the Girl and Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Now he kind of comes to a rescue, and uh, so it so it ends or it starts with her in the hospital. The kick so the, the hornet's nest. Yeah, so it starts with her in the hospital yeah. in police custody. Yeah, I don't even remember much of the hornet's nest. I've seen fire at least three or four times. So she's in the hospital, and she's in that hospital for half the of two and a half hour movie. Oh, really? Um, that I don't remember. So we're dealing mainly, never, mainly with Michael. She's only free the last five minutes of yeah. the movie, or last. Oh, here's an interesting hour thing. Of movie. The uh, the guy who plays Michael Bloomberg, uh-huh. who is the Daniel Craig character yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. in this, is the bad guy from John Wick. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah okay. He's really good. Yeah. He he's great. He was great. Yeah. Um, the Russian guy. Yeah. From yeah. the first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. It starts off in the hospital. There's, I won't go into the whole details because there's so many things going on. Yeah. There's a police investigation going on into her because the father got killed. The brother got away though, right? The brother got away. Yeah. So what happens is this this secret Illuminati group, like, has to get rid of uh, one of the witnesses. Yeah. So they, sh- uh, the father. 
So the father's in the hospital because remember she took an axe yeah, that's to right. him in the end of two. So he's recovering in the hospital. Somebody from the Illuminati group goes in and shoots the father, mm-hmm. kills him, Damn. and then goes out, sits down, looks at the nurses, and blows his own head off. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it was crazy he volunteered scene. to do that because yeah. he had terminal cancer. He, oh. And they, he's like, and he was like a seventy-year-old man. He's like, I'll take care of the loose ends. Jesus, so, that's an interesting way of doing that too. You know, finding someone who's terminally ill yeah. and yeah, old and that at was, the end of his life, and he sort of volunteered. And, yeah, I mean, but what's great about the. Uh, Keeping the brother alive, it was that yeah. constant menacing Bond villain type character it, that you knew was out there. And, and w- it was almost like everything that the brother was in was almost like a weird serial killer movie wrapped up. Yeah. Because he was a creepy, he played him super creepy. He yeah. killed indiscriminately. Yeah. Remember, he killed, he, didn't talk. he killed the homeless guy yeah. who was trying to share a sandwich with him. Like, hits him over the head with a brick and dumps his body in the water. He didn't even need to. What a dick. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't need to. He just had no You're a dick, dude. So. (laughs) I don't even like baloney. (laughs) So they're trying to expose all these people from number two. Yeah. That were trafficking women. They were were investigating uh, Elizabeth as having killed her. uh, They're constantly trying to pin something on her. Yeah. Having (laughs) killed the guy that she tattooed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they find her fingerprints on the gun because, remember, she pulled it on him in number two yep. when she showed back up and turned the light on. And uh, I mean, your prints are on the gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's hard <laughs> to argue. Um, but so she gets Blumquist to help her with her defense. Yeah. The trial is coming up. You, you remember the trial? Yeah, the, the trial, trial was, was pretty good. cool because yeah. you she looked. She showed up she with she that looked, mohawk. Oh, she showed up dressed like the cover art yeah, with the yeah. big mohawk and all the all the stuff in her ears and, and spiked leather. Yeah. It was uh, she it was, was cool, spectacle. but yeah, she was a spectacle, and uh, but then she gets she screws over that that uh, guy that raped her in the hospital, yeah, by having her group of hacker buddies find found he had child porn and he brought mm. that out. Um, but the best part of the movie is the last scene when she goes to the warehouse that her father owned and yeah. finds the brother Needman there. It's the brother, yeah, yeah, and they have a. Do you remember how fight? He, I don't remember. You the don't fight. remember. I guess I'll ruin this one too. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> They're worth watching. So he's a gigantic man. Yeah. So it involves just running away from him a lot. <laughs> yeah. So she's like running upstairs, running downstairs, running around the pool, running around the pool. Finally gets out of his sight. Yeah. So he doesn't know. She jumps up with a nail gun and pop, 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 pop nails his feet to oh, the shit. floorboards. Yeah. And then puts nails through. He don't feel it. He, he's not feeling it. He's not oh, feeling wow. it. Yeah. He can't move. So she's got the nail gun to the back of his head. They really used that element that they should have used more in Bond in these movies with the yeah. uh, with his character too. So she came up behind him. She so. came up behind him, put the nail gun to his head, and, and was like, "You know, you deserve to die." But she doesn't shoot him. She walks outside. She calls the biker gang that he fucked yeah. over mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. He killed a bunch of those dudes. He. Called them and said, "Hey, if you want Niedermeyer, man, he's this really was kind of a, a continuation of but uh, then play with fire." She waits on the hill until the motorcycle gangs and calls, and then she calls the police, and everybody gets arrested. The fuck? <laughs> she screwed. She her. The good thing about these is she, it's a very good revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tale. She um, deserves. She's been through enough that she deserves to yeah. have revenge on and all it's, these people. It's filmed well. It's like John, similar to John Wick. We're like, you guys all deserve to die. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> They're all cool. There was a bunch of cool sub characters in these. All three of these movies. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. people I, that worked at Millennium and 
I was just gonna say I've heard of these for years and years and years, and I've never seen the Swedish version, but I've always heard that they were incredible. Like, and the, for, the fourth one that's not connected with them is really good too. The girl in the spider web, really, really yeah. good. And that's where Clara Foy plays her, uh, and right, she does a great right. job. You would like those too. One of the next times you come over, we'll have to watch that one because I own it. It's really good. Yeah, definitely check those out, man. Oh, it's me. <laughs> all right this is not all about you <laughs> it's about the listener paul i'm right. just checking to see you paying attention what do you guys pick uh, oh really i love that movie all right i'm gonna go with a spanish flick here <laughs> he's the only one here he does all our voices <laughs> he thinks he's doing a pod oh three. my god how great would that not be oh, if, if, if it that came turned up... out to be real we would have like uh, our viewership would go up like a hundred thousand <laughs> a million like yeah, especially yeah. if you had filmed yourself doing all the voices yeah. and making oh, it yeah. sound like how did, how did he do an episode yeah. they didn't know like, but he talked they talk over each other a lot all the time how is he doing it it's not, it's not easy it's not, it's not easy alright so my next flick's uh 2006, the Spanish flick, and you might have heard of this. It's got this guy famous. He had already been semi-famous, and this kind of uh, really shot him up even more. Was the Guillermo del Toro's masterpiece, Pan's Labyrinth? Okay, love Pan's Labyrinth, yeah, man. It was one of those movies that I've, I've heard different things, and I love Guillermo so much. That it's weird that I haven't seen Shape of Water yet. Mm. Uh, I, it's still on my list. I was thinking I, that today. I'm sure it was weird I, that you hadn't. Seen yeah, that. I'm sure I would love it because I uh, I own all his other movies, like every single one of his movies I own, uh, other than that. And uh, Pan's Labyrinth was really great because it dealt with a lot of uh, the war that was going on with Spain in the. Uh, it was like in 1944, so what they had just uh, the leadership had just got overthrown, I guess. Yeah, the, the Spanish Civil War was yeah. sort of a prelude to World to War. To World War Two, so they just went right from there to there. And yeah. so well, Spain was didn't really. Have just, you seen uh, Pan's Labyrinth? I saw it once. It yeah. was a while back. I remember thinking it was incredible, but I don't remember very many specifics yeah. about it. So what we're dealing with here, it's basically two different things. Not only are you dealing with the war element and this little girl who is going, uh, who's moving with her pregnant mother to almost the battle uh, field, like right of the front with this... Uh, her husband's important. Her, her husband's like this crazy uh, lieutenant or general in the... Uh, in the Spanish army, and he's a ruthless evil. Is he in the evil. resistance or is he in the army? No, he's, he's in the army. army. He's in the army. Army he's, was the bad, and he the is army a, did the bad things. He's uh, a ruthless, sadistic war. fuck who yeah. could be on anyone's villain pod for sure. And the resistance is actually in the woods, like mm -hmm. right around them. And his maid Mercedes is like her brother is in the resistance, so he's been feeding him messages and bringing him uh, uh, food and everything to. Mm. To the point where every moment she could be shot, killed, and she was found out. She but, wasn't being too discriminated. So that's that's what's going on in this situation. But what's happening with the little girl, and the, like many Guillermo movies, it starts out with this kind of parable of this backstory kind of prelude of what was going on. Because this has a big fantasy element to it. And they he tells a story about this... Uh, little girl who is a princess left her the king and queen who lived in the underworld and got to the surface and then when she got to the surface she lost all her power and ends up dying and in the kind of fairy tale this little girl is is going to be born again and then find how to get into the underworld and rejoin her father's side and everything so we're, we know early on that we think it's this little girl that's coming to live there and she ends up finding this uh she's visited by a um 
fairy. And the mm-hmm. fairy brings her to this crazy looking fawn creature yeah. who gives her a book and says, you are the princess Momoma or whatever it is. Uh, Moana, I think is her name, which is similar to that Disney movie. Mm, Moana, I think is her name. I'm not sure. Disney. And uh, <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> He'll kill us. I think they have a lawyer or two there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so she reads the book, and she has to go through these three tasks in order to f- get her way through this labyrinth to be able to get uh, back to her parents and everything. So that's happening during all this kind of war stuff, which is an interesting kind of uh, – fusion that they have going on here because a lot of it kind of butts heads with what the general is doing and everything uh and everything was fabulous in this movie i loved watching i have a look away scene in this uh, movie oh do you yeah which scene is that oh the knife in the mouth no oh i mean when the thing was biting the heads off of those fairies the fairies i liked those fairies (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was one of her uh i one of her tasks and it was so crazy that she was not like following the rules along the whole movie. Yeah, that's which, what got the fairies which killed. Which really pissed that's you off That's what got the fairies it. killed. Like she reads this whole thing that she has to take this chalk. She has to draw a door in her in her room. And then when she does that, she can walk in. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and what she's supposed to do is she's supposed to go down this tunnel and they tell her, don't eat or drink anything while you're there. And you have just a minimal amount of time because she's got that hourglass that's mm-hmm. been tipped upside down. So she's got an hour to do it. And she's got to go through this crazy. You could tell the underworld is very like gold looking, very Guillermo del Toro. If you watched uh, specifically Hellboy two, the Golden Army, very similar he type is, sets. He's the gear guy. Uh, yeah, he's also the gear guy. He uses lots of gears in his movies and everything. He's obsessed with them. Yeah, that's uh, so strange. No, he's great. I love Guillermo. I love both Hellboy movies. I freaking loved Hell, uh, Hell, specifically Hellboy two. I loved the uh, the Golden Army more than like most people. I think. Uh, so she has to go through and she's got to go through this huge buffet of uh, like grapes and chocolates and everything and she's looking at him she's ignoring it so she goes back and she's got to use her key in one of the boxes and pulls uh, something out and then she's got to leave and go back and on the way back she grabs a grape, you know, in her hand, mm-hmm. and the fairies are telling her not to do it and everything. And at the head of the table, there's this crazy creature that has like, it has like a blank face and has no eyes, and his hands are like on the table. And then there's two. They show eye- him in the trailer. Two He's crazy looking. Like on the table. Yeah. So the second she eats a grape, he comes alive. He takes the eyeballs and puts them in his hands, and then puts his hands up against his face, so you could see the eyeballs in his hands, which gave him this crazy look. Yeah. And it's the same guy that he always uses. He was the guy that played Abe Sapien in, in, uh, in the blue in Hellboy, the blue and he was the same guy in Shape of Water that plays it. He uses, I think it's Doug Jones, is his name, and. Uh, he his does all the suits. Yeah. He's, Doug he's Jones, like, man. He's like, don't you gain any weight? Because mm-hmm. I like my. He's a skinny. Super, no, he's yeah. a, he's a super thin guy, and he, he he was really great. And remember, in the first Hellboy, they used the voice. They had to overdub his voice, and they used David High Pierce from. That's uh, weird. Why did they? In the it? second one, they used Doug Jones's voice, which sounds miraculously very similar to, to David High Pierce. Huh. So a lot of people didn't even realize that there were two different voices for Abe Sapien in those movies. But David uh, High Pierce is like, I want too much money. Maybe. <laughs> or, or maybe just felt like Doug Jones is putting in a... Uh, yeah, and, let me use my own voice. Yeah, he does a great job in it. So it's it's amazing that what he can project a lot of times, like in The Shape of Water, I'm assuming he doesn't do much talking. <laughs> and it's all him kind of... Uh, 
kind of his mannerism. It's very physical. So there was some great stuff in this movie, man. And and the the resistance started attacking when everything was going on. And one of the creepiest scenes that I was uh, mentioned, I thought was what you were going to say. I didn't think it was the the poor fairies, (laughs) the poor CG fairies. Lives matter, man. (laughs) Even there's a point where he finds out what that Mercedes is made is doing, and he finds out that he's uh, he's helping the enemy. And so he's about to like torture her, uh, and it's a great scene where she gets away. He doesn't realize that she has a knife on her, and when he comes at her, he she sticks the knife in his mouth and rips it out, and the wound is like a complete half Joker. Oh wow! And he opens his mouth, and you could see it just opening up, and then yeah. he has to like sew it up himself oh. and put a bandaid on it, and then you can completely every time he drinks it gets like moist. Oh. It's very nasty, oh, man. It, it's such an amazing, amazing kind of fantasy war. Uh, movie that j- only Guillermo could kind of put out there. You know, he does a certain style and he's really, really good at it. So that's one of the ones I can definitely recommend to anyone is Pan's Labyrinth. Really, really good. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going back in the day here. I think this one was a back early 80s, maybe even 70s. Boom, bringing out a 70s movie oh, for uh, y'all. What? Should I, I hold know, on right? to that sucker? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, well, yeah. That's concurrency. You're going to wish you had back later. <laughs> Hey, I had to do what I had to do to get through this one. <laughs> He's like, it's a week-to-week throw. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is 1978's Five Deadly Venoms. Um, I loved it. I own it. You own it? So good. He, All right. Well, I'm he had get... mentioned this to me a while ago, and then I had uh, just bought it. I found it for like $5, and I was like, well, that's a great freaking buy right there. Yeah. Some, of the, some of the movies that you guys talk about that I haven't seen, a lot of them are stuff I... I don't particularly like superhero movies yeah but this genre i haven't seen much but i like it yeah so it's cool to hear the stories about these ones so um yeah this is a martial arts movie um and i'm not even going to attempt to name the actors so um (laughs) no (laughs) yeah i i I don't think kevin's on the list Um, but you don't know yeah and and i'm not going to attempt to name him just because out of respect i don't you know this was a complex movie dude this was it it was really good though um um, so it's you fo- you're you're it starts off following a uh, a student and his master and the master is kind of I believe coming to the end of his life. Um, is it like the Pope? You stay until you're done. Yeah, yeah. You die. Well, no, no. Let's see. I think yeah, yeah. Um, I, I couldn't remember if he got killed or if he was near the end of his life. Um, and so. He tells you the story, like the premise of the story, gotcha. that he's had five previous students and he trained them all separately, except so it was like one student, then two students, then I think one and one, yeah. right? Or, yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. Um, and so, and now he had this guy. And so he tells his newest student um, basically, if, if all five of them get together, They'll be completely unstoppable yeah. because oh, each they'll one have of cool their, names too. Like, cool. and let me, they like probably a, had each had special skills, right? Yeah, ones the scorpion, so the scorpion, the toad. I think those the, the snake. Lizard, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I right? think yeah, lizard yeah, maybe. Snake, lizard, and there's one more. Yeah, I, it's just not yeah, coming not to sure. me. But you know, but each one has an insect name or animal yeah. name, um, and they all you know <laughs> they're all silly. yeah um, guinea pig. <laughs> well, it's 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 almost like. Uh, Reservoir dogs, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like Mr. Pink, Mr. Brown. Yeah. You know. Why do I Except be Mr. they all Brown? have <laughs> it's like, it's like Mr. Yeah. Uh, 
but they all have like a key move that they do too. Yeah, right. Like, um, you know, one's Ninja super Turtle. fast. Yeah. One like Toad can't be uh, yeah. penetrated. Um, and yeah. really, the, the, uh, the it's super. Na- it has some supernatural stuff to it. Or no, no. It's, it's just, just he. He arts. just yeah. He just that was his yeah. special skill. You know, um, you couldn't cut him. And a lot. And some of them have their their mores a little bit more flexible than the others. Too, yeah. You know? Yeah. A couple um, of them were downright evil. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's the thing. So you had the two. Well, they also didn't know who what their real identity was. Yeah, nobody was knew exactly that. who anybody else was. Oh. You know, and so he tells this student like, what you have to do is you have to go and you have to get at least three of them mm-hmm. to be on your side. You know, so that you know that this style will you be only used for good. Um, <laughs> and if they all go against. Well, then I've taught you enough to be able to defend, um, you know, against a little bit of each style, yeah. you know. Um, so teacher dies, you know, student goes into town um, and like as he comes into town, they start to reveal the other characters. And so there's one is a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, One's a lawyer, I think. Yeah. Um so they all prestigious, kind of all have these <coughs> prestigious things, and the and, the, and, and they're they haven't moved on from their skills. They just no, no, that's no. their cover. That's their cover. Basically. Yeah, they don't show gotcha. their skills. But everyone's Nobody... constantly like, uh, "Is that the scorpion?" I yeah, don't know. Is yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> um, and so you know, this they're whole all mask, I'm assuming. Well, and they all kind of join each other too. Like, uh, well, one of them always is paired with another one, type of type and, of deal. Yeah. So two of them, two sets of two, know who each other are. Yeah. But none of them know who the fifth person is. Yeah, the last student. Yeah, and I think that's the scorpion. Yeah. Um, and so they're trying to find him. And at one point, like, the four are fighting. And he shows up in the background. Mm-hmm. And he's basically just waiting to see whoever wins. And he yeah. figures he'll just pick whatever side that is, yeah. you know. Um, and it's a complicated movie. It is. It's complex, the, but it's fun. Yeah, I mean, the, it sounds cool. Yeah, the martial arts are great and I and you have those old foley noises like with the oh, yeah, yeah you know and when they jump and their pants ripple. this was one of the ones that I enjoyed watching overdubbed you know because yeah. you kind of you you that's how you had to watch them when you were younger too so it's kind of a nostalgic thing yeah um and and yeah it was just the storyline is really good to yeah. be an old seventies eighties yep. all the way through movie. to the end you got to imagine that. Quentin Tarantino is probably a fan of this. Oh yeah, dude. Because he loved all those old black exploitation films and the old kung fu movies, so it it would make sense because this was a big one back then in the seventies. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> it was a good. <laughs> you did a good job. Thanks. <laughs> is it my turn? Yes, it, it is. is. Um, so <laughs> I have one. Yours was in the Spanish Civil War. Uh, your last one. Oh yeah, yeah. And mine is a horror movie. During the Spanish Civil War. Wow. By a similar director? By a similar director. Oh, the is exact it, same director? Is it the, is it might it the, be the same, same movie? We <laughs> <laughs> never tried that. That was great. Oh. Said so Paul did a piss poor job. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell this one. Movie. I'm going to tell Pan's Labyrinth a little better. Than that this would one. be a good April Fool's joke. Oh, yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be expecting. It's far away. Uh, <laughs> you'll forget we had this conversation. Yeah. Um, no, The Devil's Backbone. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo this del was Toro. like his first movie. I don't know uh, that I've seen this one. I think oh, this was this right. A great movie. No, this I've might have been it. after Kronos. Kronos is another Guillermo del Toro movie with Ron Perlman about vampires, which is really good if you haven't seen it. It has the old guy 
from from, from Devil's Backbones. Yeah, that's yeah. where you kind of got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've, I might even have seen that movie. Yeah, Kronos is really good. Um, but yeah, tell us some Devil's Backbone because this is uh, like if people want to know a ghost story, this one, yeah. the others, there's, there's a couple movies that are key movies that I will recommend to people. The Changeling is another great ghost movie. So it takes place during, right, kind of on the, maybe near the front yeah. of where the Spanish army and the resistance are fighting. And it's basically a place where either orphaned kids whose parents Wayward were killed kids, yeah. or people parents drop their kid off or someone they found mm. just to keep which it. is what we see at the beginning yeah because the kid you follow this one kid who gets dropped off there doesn't think he was gonna get dropped off like there. literally chasing after the yeah, car chasing after the car oh, pulling away and the other kids are like t- they, we know we know what happens yeah because the other kids so it's happened it's to them. Re- it starts off really sad because it's just you know orphaned kids you know and they they're kind of bullies to each other too yeah um so basically you get to know this orphanage and and what they but they early on they show you that some fucked up shit happened. Yeah, well that's that's what's great about Guillermo. Guillermo yeah. does that. All right, I'm not gonna like uh, sideline you or just uh, lambaste you with this sudden fantasy element later on. I'm gonna yeah. show you from the beginning mm-hmm. that this is gonna have some fantastical yeah. elements. So there it. was a it, this is one part ghost story, mm-hmm. one part you know rampage. That guy, the, yeah. this this guy was a bad guy too. Yeah, he man. was a big he was a scumbag. Guy. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes at the end, but um, so basically, you you find out that there, he thinks there's gold in that safe. Yeah, the older guy. So there's he's the one that you find out later on assaulted the kid that's now the ghost in the well. Yeah. Um, so because you've got like three basically adult characters, you have the like the madam who runs the entire thing, and you have an old guy who's one of the teachers, and then you have the scumbag villain who. Is just kind of like the handyman. He's like the maintenance guy. He's, He's like the like, maintenance guy that will take a woman in the other room and have sex with her while the kids are uh, in the other room. Or uh, he's just an asshole. He's a, a prick he, that shouldn't be around yeah. children at yeah. all. He sounds and, fantastic. And he and he beats up some of these. kids. Yeah, like he beats some of these awful. kids. And he killed one of them too. And I mean, so well, tell he, us a little bit about the ghost. So the ghost is the kid that got killed. Yeah, he was trying to rob the safe. He's been trying to rob the safe. Yeah, and he. Because he believes the janitor, the, or yeah, the maintenance guy. guy. Okay. His, he's only hanging around here just so he can rob. The he's even having have. sex with the the uh, the madam, hoping that he can get into the safe that way. Yeah, too. He's going at it both angles. He's she, trying to she pick it a, at night. Did yeah. she have a false leg too? She had a false she, leg. Yeah, and it it plays into later on. Yeah, that's right. Um, so basically, he was trying to break into the safe one night. And one of the kids saw him, yep. and instead of running back to the dormitory, he ran down into the basement, yeah. which had like a a live well, like almost in the center like a of the Roman room. bath, yeah, like thing. It looked mm. it was deep, obviously, yeah, but it was just an open well. And uh, he's wrestling with the kid. He didn't really even mean to kill the kid. Yeah, no, to be honest with you, it's true. He kind of shook him and let go of him, and the kid just whacked his head against the stone wall and yeah. he fell down and the kid however direction they gave the kid to act yeah. the kid was great because his whole shoulder started shaking yeah. like he was having neurological yeah. damage and then the without blinking an eye the guy grabs some rocks and rope and ties the kid up and kicks him in the well yeah. cleans up and that's kind of where the ghost elements comes because that little kid as a ghost is coming to that new kid that got dropped off there. Uh-huh. And he, you, you can't tell, but you can, like most ghost stories, he's trying to warn you of something or he wants you to help him solve his crime for right. him. And that's basically what that was. It, very similar, like Sixth Sense, where the 
ghosts were visiting him and that one girl that gives them the box to tell them this oh, is yeah, how yeah. it happens. Now, I don't want to ruin the ending of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it's good. this is a really good movie. And it, this it, is really it's next not level a horror. Ton of, it's not a ton of actual horror. No, no, it's ghost. It's a ghost story. It's a ghost story. But most ghost stories aren't horrific. There's, you know? They're there's, creepy, you know. Yeah. It, they may have some jumps here and there and stuff you might not see coming. But yeah, for the most part, I wouldn't call it. Like it, is, it is a horror movie. I it's mean. a horror movie, but you, I almost feel like a kid could watch it. Yeah, it's a classic ghost story. Yeah. I mean, you might, the, the, like a 10-year-old maybe would be mm-hmm. interested into it because I don't know how much, it's not much violence, I guess. Just a little bit. Yeah, but it's really great. Definitely worth checking out. Now, I'll go to one here. It's a horror movie that kids should not watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. And this about. is the French movie that I was a champion of this movie right when it came out because this was a time period where I was watching any independent films, any horror movies. Uh, this hits me on all fronts. You know, it's an independent film, it's a horror movie, and it's a foreign language film. And this is 2003's High Tension. Have you seen High Tension? I don't think so. Oh, man, this is a great movie right here, man. It's the same guy that did the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses a lot of blood. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> this guy is no joke. He, he orders it by a bulk. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to be a little spoiler on this one yeah. if we really want to get into it. Spoiling? Or I, I mean, I could keep from... Spoil you, Louis. I'll see how it goes. I might keep the ending kind of a secret because it has a twist ending that you don't see coming. And they did a really great job with it. So what we're dealing with here is you've got this uh, two friends that are going back to one of the friends' parents' house because they're having like a break in uh, their classes at college. You've got this short, uh, this uh, dark-haired uh, French girl, and you've got this short, uh, our kind of main girl in the movie. is this, She's got super short kind of blonde hair on it, on her. And uh, she goes back. The very beginning of the movie is them actually driving to the parents' house. They get there at night. They meet her friend that they haven't seen uh, before, and you get to see that there's a. She's got a mother. She's got a father, and she's got like a little uh, baby that's <clears throat> living there at the house too. It's this cool little farmhouse. And after we establish that, we see a guy driving like what only could be described as like the Jeepers Creepers truck. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, that kind of really yeah. crazy jalopy that's just like a massive, I don't want to screw with that car on the roadway. I'll be eating you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kidnapper man or something. Uh, we see him. It looks like he's getting head in the front seat of his car. You know, he's, he's got his hand down. You can see a little bit of hair. And he's he's this big, nasty, burly guy. Uh, really huge. It reminds me of, it's not him, but he reminds me of kind of Brandon Gleason. Uh, Jackie Gleason. Not Jackie Gleason. <laughs> Brandon Gleason. You know, from yeah. uh, The Departed or mm-hmm. uh, The Gangs of New York. Yeah. He's the one that got it with the club. Yeah. Uh, he reminds me of him. He's, he's a ginger. He's got... Um, He's just massive. He wears the coveralls and everything. He's very dirty. He's greasy. You could tell he's kind of like a grease monkey or something. So it looks like he's getting head in the front seat. And then all of a sudden you see him like sawing at something. And then he reaches his hand out of the uh, window and drops a head. Oh, fuck. So when you think about it, I think he was getting head. He was giving himself head from a dead body that he had just oh, killed. Oh, fuck. And the then, he cut, that the, then he cut the head off <laughs> yeah. and he dropped it. So at that point, you're in. You're, you're like, oh, shit, this is a fucked up horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you knew it going into it anyway. And so early on and the, the big scenes, it, it's got a huge kind of, I mean, it's an hour and 40 minutes. But in the first 15 minutes, that guy comes through the door of the family's house and everything and starts eliminating everybody one by one. Mm. The girl with the short uh, blonde hair and the, her girlfriend, this other girl uh, up, are upstairs and 
the way they kill the dad. Oh, is I look away scene for me too. This is crazy. <laughs> so the big guy comes in and grabs the father. I don't actually the father, look away. He like knocks on away. the door or something, and when he opens the door, the father's right there. He grabs the father, and there's a staircase that goes right into the main hallway. Right there is a staircase, so he brings him like four, uh, four or five uh, steps up and squeezes his head through the bars of the staircase. Oh, like, fuck. it's not really meant for your head to fit. Yeah. But he, makes he made it fit. fit. <laughs> and then he takes the heaviest bureau or dresser that mm-hmm. you've ever seen, and he moves it against the wall, and at top speed, goes right towards the dad's head, and the head just pops off. And blood just pours Holy all fuck, over dude. the living room floor. So this killer this just is, popped the yeah. father's head right off his head. Wow. And then They were very happy with themselves when they he, thought of that one. He's, he's going through, and he's, he goes to the wife, and one of the girls hides in the closet and sees the wife, uh, the mother get killed. And then he goes for the baby, kills the baby, and grabs the girl with the short hair gets out. Grabs the French girl with the dark hair and he carries her downstairs and throws him in her, in her truck. Now, while he's in the, uh, while he's like going around the other side, the girl with the short hair slips into the van with her, mm-hmm. like and hides behind because it's a big work <laughs> truck, you know. So there's a whole bunch of barriers where yeah. she can hide and everything. And she, the girl is freaking out. The girl with the dark hair keeps freaking out and everything. And uh, should I spoil it? Should I not spoil it? Do it up. <laughs> All right. So there's some really great scenes. Like they, he if you're a fan to, of this stuff, you're uh, not going to care how yeah, it yeah. ends. You're going to want to see it. <laughs> it's about the the violence and the and the kind of uh, the tension between what's going on. So their first stop is at a gas station, and uh, he goes into the gas station. And he's he seems almost like he's flirting with the uh, the male kind of clerk and at, puts on a pair of glasses and everything, and asking him questions. And then he turns around to get a bottle of whiskey f- uh, for him, and when he turns back around, he nails him in the chest with an axe Uh, and they end up getting uh she ends up getting back into the uh uh into the truck and they takes her into the woods and everything and then while that is going on the cops show up at the gas station and check the footage on there and in the footage is the little short blonde haired girl with an axe stabbing it in the, in the clerk's chest. So at that point, you realize there is what? no big guy. It's the short hair girl. The fuck? And she's gone completely nuts. And what? she got to the farmhouse and she killed every family member. And when the girl in the back of the car is like trying to scream when she's gagged and the other girl's like, I'll get you out of this. She's realizing this. I saw her kill my family. So she knows she's crazy. But the other girl has no idea. So when she's chasing her through the woods at the end, and it's a very gruesome, everyone's covered in blood. The largest chainsaw ever made. And so the the big guy, we're jumping between seeing the big guy and seeing her holding the chainsaw. Oh, wow. Like they seamlessly jump between them. Yeah. And she ends up getting... you see the the girl with the short hair catch up with her and take her binds off and it's okay it's okay I freed you I freed you and she knows you're fucking crazy man wow. and it just I won't spoil the very ending and everything but it's really intense and it really takes you for a loop because you think you're watching one thing and then you which I think turned some people off uh, to it but I had no problem with it. I bought into it I was that like, That's sounds cool. pretty awesome it's it's all about the kind of the, yeah. the horror of mm-hmm. this and the intense uh, violence that you didn't expect to see but if you saw the hills have eyes 
Rise remake, you could see that this director has well, kind I of remember, a tendency for that. Yeah, I, he had done the Hills Have after this, right? Yeah, the, he, he just took all that blood element right into. Oh yeah, yeah. There he was loves so the, much spray, the yeah. spray. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, just to see him pop the guy's head off at the beginning oh. of the movie is worth uh, worth the price of admission for this one. So, high tension. <coughs> One of those. It's me. probably the best French horror movie in my opinion. I loved it. Two thousand three. Hell yeah! All right, number ones. What you got? All right. Um, I love this movie, man. I own it. I've seen it so many times. Uh, it's two thousand six. Jet Li's Fearless. I don't think I've seen this. I've seen Hero, which yeah. I loved. And yeah. I, if I loved Hero, I'd like Fearless. I'm assuming. I think so. Yeah, um, I mean, I like Jet Li. So yeah. See, so, what type of character is he in this one? Um, he plays a cop a lot, doesn't he? No, that's Chiang Fat. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, he's. I mean, he's a martial artist. This is actually based, like, loosely based on a true story. Okay. Um, he plays uh, a guy by the name of Hyo Yun Ja. Um, who not Kevin? Good, man. Not Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Um, and I'm not being racially, culturally <laughs> insensitive. Um, and he basically was his father was a master of uh, i'm pretty sure it's wushu um it's not wing chung i'm pretty sure it's wushu um do you know what what's what's their tenets oh i know that like a lot of them are very you know fluid kind of hand to hand um i think wing chung um which is goes into jeet nung do is actually mm-hmm. more of like it's it's an offensive defensive style you know what like i mean Chido? so it's Kind of, I think it's more of like counterpunching and being very quick. Yeah. Um, but the thing was, is there was one particular move that um, Jet Li as a child, because it starts off with Jet Li as a child, um, and there's one particular move that his dad does, and it's like this downward palm and like five finger death punch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's an open Exploding fist. Heart technique. Yeah, uh, everybody's got that one move. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. that's great. Which I'm cool uh, with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you're gonna see it at some point, right? And so <laughs> don't make them do the move. I know, right? Um, and so uh, they're still as as children. Um, it's Jet Li and like his little best friend um, who always does like he's the smart one. He always does all of his work for him yeah. and stuff like that because Jet Li just wants to practice. Uh, practice martial arts but he also has asthma so yeah so like his mom is like no you can't Mm -hmm. um so he practices in secret and everything well his dad is like the champion of the town um and so they go and he has a challenger and he comes out and you know they they have this incredible fight um and at the end of the fight his dad does the you know Mm -hmm. the downward hand and he stops it right on top of the guy's forehead well, rather than submitting, you know, and he kind of knows, like, okay, I got you. Well, rather than the other guy submitting, he kind of, like, cheap shots him mm. and ends up beating him. Um, it was like the Miyagi knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so so from there on, um, the guy who was kind of cheap in the fight mm. and his son and then Jet Li's, you know, they were around the same age, so mm. they have a rivalry at that point. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of flashes forward to where they're, you know, older. Like and, we have and, always hated each other. Right. Really, yeah. And um, But at this point, Jet Li is like the, the champion yeah. of the city. Um, and so they end up having a feud. Like somebody ends up, uh, you know, because they're all like martial arts clans. Um, and somebody ends up like hurting somebody from the other clan. And there's this huge violent fight and like... Lots of people get killed, um, like family members get killed, and like mm-hmm. Jet Li leaves town, um, and like 
you know, so this champion has been disgraced and he goes and he just like wanders China and ends up in this small village um, and just lives there for like a number of years. Um, and eventually he decides like, you know, I need to go home. So he comes home and everybody's happy to see him. They know who he is and stuff like that. Well, this is um, like around 1900. Mm -hmm. So there was like the, when was like, and I'm sorry, I don't know history. Like when was like the Japanese and Chinese kind of like. Indochina war? Yeah. Almost forever. Well, I mean, it had to have been somewhere around. Every 10 years. I mean, well, (laughs) and that's why I said this was around 1900. Whatever conflict was going on there. World War One was 17. 1917. 1917. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so basically, he goes so, he becomes so renowned that they hold like a, a blood sport kumite yeah, type yeah. fight. Um, but it's not to the death. It's just like, you know, whoever wins, wins. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, you need to be clear about that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like once somebody's down, don't break their fucking neck, you know? <laughs> um, but it's fighters from all over the world. Um, and it's a long, it's like a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get through it as quick as I can. There's a lot of stuff I'm leaving but it's out. It's a competition. It, it turns into a competition. Yeah. Movie at some and, point. and so, um, and I, I will tell the end. Um, <laughs> So I, it's just, it's important, you know, um, <laughs> I need you to know. That. Yeah. Yeah. So he it knows that he's going to be taking on this fighter Tanaka from, uh, Japan and they meet to have like tea and just discuss like worldviews and just have a, a, a conversation, mm. you know? And so they have that scene. Like heat. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 At, the, at the breakfast yeah. table or whatever. I mean, you got to communicate with your enemy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It makes for good cinema for sure, too. So um, it ends up, of course, the two of them are fighting in the in the championships. And in between rounds, they have tea. Mm-hmm. Well, the Japanese guy is losing, you know, and so somebody poisons Jet Li's tea. Mm. And... Um, oh, you gotta be a cheating. Oh, cheating. Uh, cheatin'. Yeah, so right. Nice, man, you man. know, and so Jet that's Li, why I never come back to this place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Jet, so Jet Li is, you know, basically dying while he's fighting. Um, and is he still kicking ass. <laughs> he's still kicking ass, you know. And so <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually, what happens is, is he does the, you know, the, the move, move, and he holds it back, and like. He realizes why his father held that punch back, you know, and the Japanese fighter completely realizes that, like, he could have just killed me with that single blow Mm -hmm. while he's dying, you know, and so then there's like this big emotional scene Mm -hmm. and like, and it turns out that Hyao Yun Jaw started the Wushu Academy and it's like an international martial art now Mm -hmm. and everything like that and like, just incredible story, not as... Not as epic as Hero, but yeah. like still so Sounds worth watching. Epic. Dude, Hero is it's great. Awesome. Hero was very epic. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, that was a really good one. You'd like that. Yeah. I need to take uh, time. Is that a long one too? Because I do like long movies. Yeah, it's I think long. it's like two and a half. Yeah, for, it's like two and a so half. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave. Number one. What you got? My number one. I can't remember if I saw this at La Mancha or if I saw this with you. I think you saw it with me. Because I love this movie. From you the don't beginning. know what I'm going to say. I, I know what you said. <laughs> I peaked. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. Yes. Well, he, did, he did go zig when I thought he was going to say. Run, Lola, run. Yeah, Lola, runt. Lola, runt. Yeah, mm. and this was a fantastic movie. I think I talked about it 
a while ago, but you can like long, long enough ago that I don't yeah. remember you talking about it. Yeah. But it was a quick, it was a short movie. I think it was an ninety hour, minutes. Yeah, yeah, hour and twenty minutes or yeah, because it was ton and told basically in three parts. Yeah, and the music in this is what really it was like a kinetic. This was around the time that raves were like the rave. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was and like this is a German music. movie. Yeah, raves are still a thing in Germany. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah they didn't get the message. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're still doing, doing ecstasy and going yeah. to raves. <laughs> How 1990s of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so you the movie starts out, the boyfriend, the dumbest criminal ever, yeah, yeah. goes through this whole elaborate thing where he pulls off this this heist to get buy diamonds and sell diamonds, and but uh, he leaves the money <laughs> the in, subway in the subway. Oh he, gets off. he was so spooked by cops being there that he stood up and walked out of the subway without the money. Wow. And... He needed to bring the money to the people that were fronting him, and so he calls. You so the first thing you see in the movie is the phone call. Yeah, and he's uh, calling his girlfriend. Calling his girlfriend, Lola, and he's like, "I fucked up," mm. you know. And she's like, "Well, let me come help you." How much money does he need? A hundred thousand dollars. He needs a hundred thousand dollars in twenty minutes. Oh fuck! Yeah, and tell the interesting part of how this story is told because it's told. It's in, told in three parts, like. It could have been this way. It could have yeah, been this like, way. Yeah, like been Clue, that way. almost to the ending of yeah. Clue. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, know, like, you don't like, know which way it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but he does a weird thing. But he, they, tell, he they do it in real time. They it, they start the clock, yep. basically, and they show what happens the first one in 20 minutes, and then it restarts, and mm-hmm. you see it another way, yep. and then it restarts, and you see it a third way. So it's what's interesting about it is you start to get to know the interactions. By the third one, you know where she's yeah. going to go. And right. It, it always diverts differently in each one of them. And so the first one... She gets the phone. She runs. It's he also, says you should also tell. They do animation. They weave animation into this. Another thing, when they pass somebody on yeah. the street, they do a quick flashback or flash forward um, on what happens to this person the rest of their life in like five cuts. Like, like oh, Polaroids almost. Polaroids almost. Yeah. Like someone won the lottery. They had someone dying of cancer. But each time they did it, they passed the same people, but they showed different flashbacks of huh. what their those people's lives turned out. Just because oh, really? of, because of how she interacts, like, like she bumps into yeah. one of them, and uh, she then then they show yeah. her future and it's bad. Yeah. But then on the next one, she doesn't bunch in, and her and, and her future is yeah. completely different. Huh. It's very. It was done. Crazy. That's cool. I like and that. It's that really, and it's they're like. Five second things that don't take any time to do that yeah. just add so and much. And you just to get movie. it like that. And you get it yeah. instantly. Yeah. So by the second, by the third one, you're like, I wonder what's going to happen to this non ancillary character. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so the first one, it's like little novellas. So the first one, he says, I'm going to rob the convenience store. They have that much money by lunchtime. Yeah. I'm going to rob them. Maybe mm. it wasn't a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe it was. I think it was. It was think, a ton of money. Yeah, I think it would. It was. It like, would have made it was enough it for you to say twenty minutes. They have to do some criminal shit. Right. So she uh, she tries to tell. She him tries to, to get it. go there and to tell you. Let's just take off and yeah. we'll be fine. And so she's late to getting to the store. And he says, "Because I'm going in at." Well, noon. she wants to go to her dad. She thinks her dad's yeah. going to help her get the money. So she goes to his. And work. he's kind of has and, her escorted off. Yeah. the property. Um, so she's late getting to the store. So yeah. he had already gone inside with the gun and was in the process of robbing the joint. She walks in on and hits the guard. Someone, a guard put a gun on him. Yeah. And then she knocks that guard out. Now she's picked the gun up. And I'll, you want me to spoil the first two? Yeah. Save the third one. Okay. So she, she runs outside. They're running. They got the money mm-hmm. from the store. They're running down the street. And then all of a sudden cops pull up. And then they turn around and run. This whole movie is running. 
Yeah. Everybody's running. Uh-huh. The music is running. The characters are Very running. Very kinetic like, movie. And it's 20 minutes, then 20 minutes, and 20 minutes of running. running. It's almost exhausting. Yeah. When you're done, I felt but bad it, for but her, it goes man. quick. She, so. she ran a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she did most of the She running, was the... Really. Uh, in, she followed. went on to be in uh, The Born Identity. The Born Identity. She yeah. was the, in the very first Born Identity. Oh, really? the girl she was great was in the first one. Yeah. I didn't need her character in the second one. Well, they killed her in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. They were like, you know what? Frankie I don't think Dave's going to like this. Let's just go ahead and cut her out. But she's really... So they run out. They... He throws the money in the air and it spooks one of the cops. The cop discharges and shoots. I also really appreciated how they went from the first segment to the second segment because the first segment, she gets off the phone with him and she throws the phone up in the air. Yeah. And it falls down and lands on like the receiver and everything. And there was a weird element. And that's how the the first one ended. And you knew they restarted it was the phone went up in the air again and you're seeing her going down a staircase. Because there was some fantasy stuff too. Remember, she could scream really loud and the glasses would break. Like mm-hmm. in the third one, when she goes to yeah, the yeah. casino, she's... Well, don't talk third. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk all about third. That was going to spoil the third. Okay, so that's a... that's if it, it, It's a movie you should watch. I won't say anymore. Yeah, I mean, it really is good. And like Dave said, that it's it's those elements that you get familiar with by the uh, middle of the second one that you're like, I know that she's going to bump into this person and we'll get to see how their life turns out. It was like this... I bet the director thing. did great stuff after this. I don't know who he is. Yeah, I'm not sure. At the time, I probably but did. That was because really... It, it was a really great movie that Clever I used to put on for people edit, all the time. It. Anyone that I found out didn't mind, and this this had a lot of subtitles and everything, but there mm-hmm. was moments where that was probably more just action going on than subtitles. It was probably 30, 70. Tom Tickwer. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look up his other kind of features and everything, but, but that's my number one. Yeah, it's a great one, man. I, that's highly recommended, too, to anybody to, to check out because it's just done in a... It makes the audience... Similar to like Memento, it makes the audience kind of work and pay attention mm-hmm. to what's going on. And if you're watching a subtitled movie, you're going to be paying attention anyways. He also did Heaven, Perfume, The Story of a Murderer, huh. and The International. The International. German. Jason, he knows a little bit of German. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, speaking of German, my next one will be a German movie. And now this is a this is a movie that has a two and a half hour version, a three and a half hour version, or a five hour version. <laughs> Which version are you going to choose? <laughs> well, this 15, one's specifically about the, the five minute Paul talk. This is the yeah. <laughs> the five minute Paul talk. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> give me the points. Give me the points. Summary. <laughs> uh, this was one of the best war movies ever made. One of the best German foreign language films ever made. And this is the fabulous Das Boot, nineteen eighty one. Every time I hear that, I just want to go das boot <laughs> there you, go. you could do that uh, which I'm is sure the, that's how they said it which is the boat <laughs> which is the boat which refers yeah. to the submarine that they're in and so the different versions the the theatrical release was two and a half hours this is the director's cut i'm talking about the three and a half hour cut but there was a mini series that they consider the uncut version mm-hmm. that's released as one which is the five hour version which i actually have never yeah, see, seen i could see something broken up into episodes yeah. over five hours that's i mean kind of what it, we watch 40 episodes of gotham yeah you so know, it's like 40 you don't hour think movie. of it yeah right yeah. <laughs> but if it was released as one big thing you were like i ain't watching that 40 hour yeah, movie yeah. no people <laughs> well they binge watch now yeah yeah so. 
It is weird how things broken up. You, you, you have. Oh, it makes you feel better about watching. Yeah. I've been yeah. given six hours of your life to yeah. something. Oh, that's how my wife. She said, "Oh, a three-hour movie." I said, "Why? We watch ten episodes of a series. What's yeah. a three-hour movie? I'll break it up for you. I'll watch it an hour tonight, yeah. an hour tomorrow, yeah. an hour next day. I'll make you feel good. I'll put title cards in there and shit. <laughs> I recut. I recut it. It's a three-one-hour movie. <laughs> I even named them different things. Coming up tomorrow on part number two. <laughs> so this is this is probably the creme de la creme of submarine movies. I mean, there's been great submarine movies, Crimson Tide, Hunt for uh, October. Almost could do a pod. Uh, run Silent, Run Deep. There's a lot of great submarine movies. They, uh, it, U571, which is another great one. But Das Boot really immerses you in the life of what these people had to go through. Mm-hmm. So the the captain on the boat is Jurgen Prock now. And a lot of people know, I usually tell people uh, Judge Dredd, the uh, Stallone version. Mm-hmm. He was the one that, he was the judge that screws everybody over and uh, hires Armand Asante to do it. <coughs> what else? There's other stuff Jurgen Prock now has been in, but I can't Yeah, he was really a bad remember. guy. A he's a bad guy. Well, he was a villain in Judge Dredd, but he's been a villain in a couple different movies. Uh, he's the captain, and he's kind of like the only well-known German actor in this movie from a... United States standpoint. <laughs> over in Germany, they're probably huge. Some German guy just fell off his couch. Nah, he knows that. They're big <laughs> over there. don't know him. Yeah. Right. How can you not know him? <laughs> so it, it starts it's with them like, treasure. <laughs> uh, they're not on, they're all like fresh face, no beards. They're about to get on the boat oh. and they're all super excited to do it and everything. <laughs> and then <clears throat> what happens is they get on the boat and they have a photographer, like a guy who works for the paper that's going to follow them around. And he's, he, they all know he's, he's kind of one of them. And he's going to do a good story and everything. Mm. So it's not one of those uh, watch what you say when you're around. Right, type of things. Yeah. But there's a great moment at the beginning where he's taking pictures of everybody when they're taking off. And he's like, you should take a pictures of when them when they're returning, not taking off because they'll have their full beards and they'll look like what they don't look like today. Yeah. And the, the, the first, literally the first hour or 45 minutes of the movie is just showing the ins and out of what's going on, whose people, who are on the boat, whose jobs they are. They run some test drills and everything. It, but they're getting frustrated that they're not seeing any warfare. You know, they, they're like dying for some action and everything. Mm-hmm. To the point when the action happens, they're like, I want nothing to be happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. This was a submarine movies inherently have the same feel to them. They really do. If you do, if you like one, you almost find something to like about every one that. I think there's one woman in this movie, and it's the singer at the very beginning when they're at they're having a party before they take off. Other than that, it's just it's a sausage party through the whole thing. Sausage party. Uh, one of it, and it, there's so much that I can't talk about in the in this because it's just it would take too long. But one of my favorite things that they did is they end up getting orders, uh, orders that look like it's like a suicide mission. And what they want them to do is they're going to go through the Strait of Gibraltar, but above them it's like the entire fleet's above them, but they oh, need wow. them to push through. And they have an idea that if we go close enough to the Strait, and then just on on top of the surface plow through as much as possible, even when the bullets are flying, that if you go uh, close enough and then you dive at the right moment, the current from the uh, straight will take you through like super fast mm-hmm. and it might be the only way they can get through and live. He tries to get two of his people off the boat, the photog- or the journalist and his best friend, 
And uh, you find out later it's because he didn't think they were going to live. He wanted to save their life. Right, wow. But they did, They denied him. They do go on the surface once and meet with, uh, remember they go and they mm-hmm. meet with uh, the German high command. They have this huge buffet for them. They, and they've already seen a lot of shit and they are barely even talking. They're just eating and everything. Mm-hmm. But they have this thing for them to do. And what happens is they, they plow through the strait and they were like, they don't even see us. They're firing at everyone else. And then they get hit. Right at the end when they're diving, and they dive straight to the bottom. And they've already established, and they've done this in German submarine movies before, where you see the uh, the meters going down on that big wheel where you don't yeah. want to go across like, the red. Right. There's a, crush a crushing like right. that. A crush depth. Yeah. For, they were concerned. For World War II submarines, I mean. And I'm pretty sure they were concerned at like 800 meters or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this thing went down to like 2,000 meters. Oh, and it fuck. didn't, but things... Uh, nuts are bolting off and everything. And everyone's tense. afraid to even oh. move. And they have like 12 things wrong with the boat. And mm. they all have to fix different things for it to go oh, right. And they're all running out of... For some people. Yeah. They're running like out of oxygen. with the oxygen going yeah. out. It's And they have one guy who's who's taking wire from something and creating something to be able to get him up. And the, it turns out that the guy that they were going to get off the boat is the one guy that was be able to save their life too. Oh, so fuck. if he had gotten off the boat, they were all been dead. Wow. And so it's really great when they, they finally, came, shitty way to die they were too. like, you gotta, yeah. at Knowing some point, two hours. at oh. some point they need to flip the switch on and make sure. And they're just watching that kind of wheel and waiting for it to go up and see if it happens. But even when they get up, yeah. horrible things are going to happen. So right. <laughs> this <laughs> is just the worst thing in at this moment. It shows yeah. the horrors of war and what someone has to go It was a dirty through. movie. Uh, it was a very dirty, greasy, greasy kind of movie. It was a movie. diesel sub, so it was noisy and, and it was spit. It was interesting to see, especially because it's such a long movie, uh, the character development was really great with these cocky, like, young German <laughs> sailors <laughs> who at the end were like, <clears throat> they had seen so much shit that they're barely even speaking. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and... It's got some horrific stuff at the end that I won't get into and everything. So I'm still dying to see the five-hour version because I'm sure it's just more of that details being flushed They lose out. the war. That's the... You think it's a whole different ending? <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they won funny. the war. They're making the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. They probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> no one said this was non-fiction. Yeah. It was a do whatever the hell we want. T- what about Vietnam? Uh, it was a tie. It was a yeah. tie. <laughs> Yeah, Das Boot, man. I had heard about it early on, but I probably didn't see it until like the mid-90s. And uh, right when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this movie's badass, man. It's really, really good. And I mean, if you can watch subtitles, hopefully you you will not avoid movies with subtitles, which I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people do. For the reasons that I said before, if you don't have time, if people don't focus. It takes 100% of focus on you and you're really... It's hard to do that with any movie. You, know, you want to be able to turn to the person, especially if you're home watching it. You want to be able to talk, or you want to be able to, uh, yeah. to do whatever. You so. turn your head for for two, it's the type two minutes. Of, you are. Yeah, you're it's the type of thing when you're uh, when the house is empty and you got it to yourself. You're gonna want to watch. But he, and here's why I like foreign movies so much. They certain countries never like France. They never follow the Hollywood model for yeah. a movie. Yeah. So it's usually gonna be a, end poorly. Yeah, I mean they do that in Hollywood more or now. Or elements, yeah, elements that you don't you don't see often because they're afraid stupid stuff. They're like, oh, this too. doesn't fit the formula of being able to sell twenty million in tickets right. rather than yeah. nineteen. Yeah. Or this doesn't have a happy ending, and Hollywood wants happy endings and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, French nah, movies. That I had one I wanted to talk about, but it. It, it would it's called base moi which means rape yeah. me oh, oh no and there was a lot of rape yeah <laughs> it, but it was like a it was like a french version of uh 
that Mickey and Mallory going oh, oh natural born killers, natural born killers. Yeah. These, but two lesbian girls yeah. that had gotten raped just go on a rampage around oh, okay. Paris but they show like some crazy Crazy stuff. stuff, yeah. I, I, I can't recommend it. Yeah. Don't watch it. Don't watch yeah. it. <laughs> In fact, I recommend you not to watch yeah. it. <laughs> but it's it's the height of what you're like, oh, yeah. he I made mean, that really, and even, he called it Rape Me. No, <laughs> Let's but, market the hell out of this yeah. movie try to sell it. It's true, though. I mean, you, you pull up a list of the best foreign language films, and if, if you stick even to the top 50, uh, you're going to see some really great stuff uh, on them. Or just watch these 15, man, because... Well, the great thing is, is if, if they're great over there, they're, those guys are now doing movies here. Yeah, yeah, and it carries So through. you probably have seen these guys' yeah. movies. I mean, Glamo was only doing Spanish films yeah. until now. He's, like, one of the biggest directors. I mean, once he got Hellboy, he had... The right to do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, the high tension guy went on to do the. Uh, he's done a lot of horror movies. I mean, uh, since even the Hills Have Eyes. So it's interesting to see these guys carry over. So nice foreign language films. Does anybody do any sweet dramas? No dramas. I mean, the Dust Boots definitely a drama. Yeah, yeah. Mine were all. I had more yeah, horror than anything. And, I had a and comedy. You had some action. Yeah, the only comedy. <laughs> you win something. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, foreign language films. Next week, we have a really special one about one of uh, Hollywood's favorite actors who's done so many movies I had to cut it down to 18 from like 25. It would be here forever. And that's the uh, the great Keanu Reeves. I'm looking forward to that nice. one. Yeah, I think that one's really going to get one. some playtime, I think. Yeah. I mean, Keanu is very popular. He's very likable. He's uh, doing things the right way in Hollywood. Uh, everyone seems to love him. He seems to be this great, uh, uh, really fun actor to be around. So, And he's still doing some killer stuff. I wait, can't wait for the new Bill and Ted's movie to come out. I'm very... I'm just... I want to know him. Making a new one. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I am. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I'm really looking forward to the time traveling element and how they're going to work. I, I really am interested in what the script is because the fact that they've worked their two daughters into the movie, I'm wondering if they have to use it to save their parents or to change their parents who maybe I was like, how great it would be if they were like yuppies now yeah. or something and talk like, because I just recently watched Bogus Journey and I'm watching it and I'm like, I can't wait to see what this new one's going to be about. That's so. awesome. And then Keanu puts another five movies out a year every year and John Wick 4 is set for like 2021 and so it's it's interesting God, he's gonna have so much money he's like he's even more popular now than he, he doesn't was. he he looks like he's aged five years yeah I mean he maybe aged, he aged better for sure a lot of actors will age better but if you look back at him on in a river's edge which was he was probably 16 17 years old man that's, he's what now probably 45 no he's got to be I bet he's 48 50. Probably, what do you think? In early 50s, late 40s? <laughs> I'd say probably so I thought the producer was done. Yeah, did I give up <laughs> on this job today? I thought it was over. We were coming out of this thing. What are we, roping back in? All right, well, after uh, Keanu, we have, uh, I'm doing, I'm going up north, so I'm going to do a special horror uh, sequels pod with my cousin. Which we are not very, invited to. Who's very, you were invited. You should come up there and check <laughs> it out. <laughs> I don't it will be I done can. in Massachusetts, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he's very knowledgeable about horror movies, so it's very always fun to do well, one with my cousin. 55? 55, man. That's crazy. What? Yeah. That's 10 years. That's insane. That's, that's nine that's years the, older uh, than me. That's the Wilford Brimley thing. That's how old Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. saying he's got diabetes? <laughs> yeah. Diabetes. <laughs> no, Wilford Brimley was 55 in, uh, in Cocoon. Quaker Oats. Yeah, so he's insane. as old as Wilford Brimley was. That's crazy. <laughs> right? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your oatmeal, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Wilford Brimley's still alive. 
Uh, he's still. My, he's out one there of my tweeting. favorite yeah. scenes. That oh, Chew's got your number. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remo Williams. Remo Williams. Man. He's great. Or oh, the post office speech oh, from Seinfeld. From Seinfeld. Oh, all right. We'll go on ahead. That'll be the Wilford Brimley part, <laughs> <laughs> which will never happen. <laughs> he might be on the character act pod though. He could he be. He could be on that. Uh, so yeah, and then we have our Thanksgiving pod. It'll be our wild card movies we're thankful for. Right. So it'll be really cool to see which ones happen. That uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out at uh, Fascinated with Films on Facebook. We're also you can leave us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes, our two platforms. Or if you want to give us a shout out on or an email, you can send us Fascinated with Films at gmail That'll be cool too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so until Keanu. What's he? Does he have a trigger line or something? Isn't it like uh, "Oh boy" or "Whoa" or? <laughs> he Keanu? has one. Keanu? I don't think no. so. No. no, Bill and Ted line. No, damn, sixty-nine dudes. You can add the real guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Till next time. See ya. Bye. Arriva Derchi. You quadruped. Sprechen the English.